Hulk Hogan, not only are you a hot dog, a grandstander, a showboat, and a prima donna, but you're a liar, too. In fact, I remember a time where we stood in front of the man that does nothing but lie, Brother Love, and you told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I love him like a brother. It's a lie, Hulk Hogan, and that's enough to get me hot. But what you said to Elizabeth is enough to get me to the boiling point, yeah! I love Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan, you say you love Elizabeth? I got news for you, man, yeah. I got news for you. Elizabeth is gonna be in the corner of the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5, yeah! And let me tell you something. You say you love me like a brother. Well, listen to this, Hulk Hogan. I hate you. I hate your guts! And that's what's gonna be left all over the mat after WrestleMania 5! Hello and welcome to another episode of Baggett Almighty! Baggett Almighty! Baggett Almighty! Wrestling Review, the show where we crack open some lovely cans. Oh yes, that was a very nice lovely, prank. Lovely, lovely, oh. You know what, I'm going to do it as well. Okay. Coming my second can, with her. Oh, lovely, ah, lovely that, cans. That can's got a family. Ah, yes, anyway, we crack open said cans and we have a chat about pro wrestling of yesteryear, one pay-per-view at a time. My name is Graham, and as always, I am joined by the mega powers, Macho Man Dave Morris, <laughs> How's the form? and Macho Man Dermot Cochran. Oh, thank God I'm not because <laughs> no one wants yeah. to be. <laughs> I was getting worried there for yeah. a second. Not Happy New worry. Year, lads! How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, Happy New Year long, to you too. It's been a long time since we've been. Uh, Happy New Year to our listeners, even though it'll blatantly be the end of January when I yeah, release this. Exactly. You had to be wrecked listening to that. Aye. But yeah, it's been a while since we. Uh, it's been a while. When was the last time we recorded? October. October. Yeah, Fuck off. Don't break kayfabe. Last episode came out in November. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Shit. Let's scratch that stuff. Here we are back. First episode recorded of 2017, and it's WrestleMania 5. Ooh. What were your thoughts going into this, lads? Anyway, are you excited? Have you seen it before? I, this is one of the rare WrestleManias where I've seen absolutely not a second I hadn't of seen it. anything yeah. from either. No, yeah. I'd never seen it before, but I was excited because the build-up for the main event has been so good and all the it's previous... It's for an entire year. Yeah, yeah, a year's build... That's something you'll never get. Like it's a, it's you don't even you barely you can't get that now, like, yeah, you know? because they have a fucking pay per view every four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you're just not gonna get that. So I was really excited. Uh, a little before we go on, a little note from our previous, our last episode was uh, WCW Shy Town Rumble, and I don't know if you recall. I said after that amazing main event, there was a dark match between Steve Casey and Kendall Windham that went on for 25 minutes. Oh yes, yeah. but I found out why it went on for 25 minutes, and the reason was is that. Remember the scenes of like Ricky Steamboat celebrating with champagne and all? Yeah. So basically everyone got pissed and forgot the two lads were in the ring and forgot to give them the go home signal. <laughs> so all like, oh my all, God. all like, you know, the fucking, all the road agents or whatever were back there. Yeah, everyone's having a great time. And they forgot to like give the ref the nod that like yeah, finished yeah, the, finish the match. So I went for 25 minutes. Holy shit. Poor lads. Yeah. Poor lads. Like they were probably... Did about a million rest holes going, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is going on here? Yeah, so we'll get on with this one. It is WrestleMania 5, the mega powers explode. I know, you can give it a bit more than that, Graham. 
explode. <laughs> the mega power explodes here at WrestleMania 5. April 2nd, 1989, from what we're told is the Trump Plaza, but it's actually just the Atlantic City Convention Center, like last year, with an attendance of 18,946. Dropo. Dropo (laughs) drops again. Is he alright there? No, it's alright. It's alright. Don't worry. It's just Uh, Sting staring at me. He's putting me on. Of those 18,946, 17,500 were paid. That's a small menu for the fact that like this is one of the hottest angles they've ever known. Yeah, and it did do very well on pay per view. So we'll get to that at the end. Don't you worry, Graham. It did very well. Yes, you would think that there would be more people, but the venue can't hold any more people. Yeah, like I, we, me and Dave were talking about this. Like likely to do a D Trump line and Vinnie Max pockets Mm -hmm. going. I'll give you this much money if you bring it back to fucking New Jersey and because like the first two or three rows in front of the hard camera are just business pricks powerful white men powerful white men who have no <laughs> in, they have no interest in professional wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. at all and they just like give a little laugh every time the face does something good yeah. but yeah bit shit anyway commentators as are per usual Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Gorilla Monsoon was very bad in this one oh he Can was I terrible just say it? Yeah. It's, it, he's finding it harder and harder to like defend the faces because Jesse's getting better and better at it like, uh, like Jesse was a, Jesse yeah, was, was fucking brilliant <laughs> he Jesse was so got, good like, steadily angrier each paper yeah, we watched yeah. and thus has got better but, I, but he's selling it to, I'm like well, Jesse's right yeah, yeah like, everyone I'm like she's right. so right yeah yeah he's very, very especially cool. in the main event he's so right oh, oh he's yeah. unbelievably right so yeah. the show opens with WWF women's champion Rock and Robin Singing, I'll use that term very loosely. America the Beautiful. Shed a tear, but not for the right reasons. Was no, this no. a rib? Like, what? Oh, it has to, it has to <laughs> have been a rib. Been no, like, there's no way that they could have put her out there other than to try and bury her. Like, what? Like, they obviously knew she couldn't sing. Like, someone must have heard her singing and thought that is terrible. And then Vin- it must have been Vince, and he went, "Let's, yeah. let's make her sing <laughs> that." She thinks she's great. Like, yeah. yeah. But like after Mean Gene singing at WrestleMania one, I thought it could never get worse. <laughs> And then for like the last few, we've had legitimately really good people singing. Yeah, it. Aretha Franklin at WrestleMania yeah. three, wasn't it? Like that's a, and Ray Charles, right? Like yeah, two of the absolute best singers and in the industry of the world. Like, Rock and Robin, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, bad. It maybe is, Trump had a thing bad. for. Her. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, match number one is King Haku versus Hercules. There's not no background to this one, as we'll find with a lot of matches. Yeah. On this card. There's no build <laughs> no, to a lot no. of them. They kind of try and play on the fact that Hercules was sold by Bobby Heenan. But that was like six months ago, and nothing. But he feuded with DiBiase more than Heenan. Yeah, yeah. Heenan's purple jacket to match uh, to match Hockey's tights. Yeah, it looked pretty good. That was pretty. And cool. did you notice that Mike Chioda or Chioda was one of the lads lifting the throne? 
I didn't. You know, he's like, know. he's the senior referee now. Yeah, no, yeah. Really. yeah. Didn't notice just, that. He was just a ring crew jabroni at that stage. Yeah, he would. Mm. Uh, I did, uh, once again, I did enjoy Haku's entrance. Yeah, it's very good. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's like probably the most elaborate entrance we get at this event. Uh, if, the most WrestleMania entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, it's pretty good. Haku jumps Hercules from behind at the start and then just does the LWF kick punch around the ring for a bit. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hercules reverses Norse whip and hits a big hip toss, body slam. And then a bit of a dodgy looking flapjack to somewhat of a pop from the crowd. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. alright. Like he clotheslines Haku over the top and then suplexes him back in from the apron. And then for whatever reason he goes outside and starts stalking Bobby Heenan around the ring, which gives Haku the opportunity to sneak attack him and ram him into the ring apron. Then back inside, Haku hits a pair of backbreakers for a near fall before locking in a bear hook. Ah, your favourite move, Graham. It can ruin. You can literally have the best match in the world, but if you put that in, I will hate you. And forever. it's in this show about seventy-five thousand times. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so From guys lo- who shouldn't be doing bear no. hugs. He locks in a bear hug. Hercules almost powers out. It's one of the worst powers out I've ever seen. Like it's like they're trying to fly. Yeah. Like their arms <laughs> are really wide. Uh, but Haku cuts him off with some martial arts strikes. But then Hercules ducks Haku's crossbody off the middle rope, mounts a comeback with some clotheslines and a power slam for a two count. Hercules climbs the top rope and dives off but eats a super kick on the way down yep. I thought that looked pretty cool yeah for like a 1989 spot I thought that would have been a nice finish they didn't call it super kick though they called it no I just called it like a fucking kick. Yeah. kick yeah something like that yeah but if they were putting Haku over I thought that would have been a nice yeah. way to, yeah, to yeah. finish it but they weren't putting Haku <laughs> over <laughs> they weren't no no Haku attempts to splash off the second rope misses and Hercules hits a bridging I'll use that term loosely <laughs> as well Belly to back suplex to get the win at six minutes fifty-seven. What did you think there, lads? Ah, this was the first in a long series of matches from this show that I found it very difficult not to switch off for. Yeah, I, I will say I found better than you Hercules' usual outings. Yeah, yeah like, like it was be better than I expected. It was all like I actually would grade it as okay. Oh, would you not have said that that he was completely carried by King Haku? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 To be fair, I went in with very low expectations because the Hercules match and I didn't it, actually yeah. mind it. It exceeded my expectations but it was I still shit. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty... It was I, poor. I well, no, shit is probably too hard. It's poor. It's what did you think the finish? If Hercules had actual the mobility to bridge it might have been okay. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, no. He did get his shoulders up at the last Yeah, yeah but he kind of just went... Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the only thing that... I maybe I misread this but I thought that he was trying to play off the finish from the from last WrestleMania where he had them warrior. down and Warrior did it to him and it was like he'd learned from it so maybe I'm giving him way too much yeah. credit well, but see, I was if, like if Gorilla and Jesse had have said that well, yeah, that would have been a nice yes, touch but it wasn't a, so maybe in Hercules head he was trying to do that yeah but it wasn't but it, was, was addressed. it wasn't addressed yeah, so yeah. like you, you don't know it never happened <laughs> <laughs> It didn't need to, it, the opener is always meant to be a cracker and that was not yeah, a cracker. Yeah, it was not a cracker. No, no. fair from it. So, before the next match we get an interview with the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Have they been taking cocaine? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you can't catch Grease Lightning. That's all I know. Yeah, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> Grease Lightning is very difficult to get a grip of. Yeah. Yeah. So, our second match is a tag team match. It is the Twin Towers, Akeem, the African Dream and the Big Boss Man versus the Rockers. The Rockers. I only kind of copped it out because I remember I think the last time we saw Akeem you were saying it was basically an inside joke against Dusty Rhodes yeah, yeah. and like I, even though I'd mentioned the nickname before him trying to, I only copped watching this again he's called the the African Dream yeah, instead of the American Dream 
I, mean, I don't know why I didn't yeah, pick up on that. Like, but yeah, he does a good job of imitating Dusty Rhodes. He just does a bad job of being a pro wrestler. That's it. Yeah, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, and it's more so the movements than anything yeah. else. I think the gestures. So basically, the... this match is Bossman and Michael start, and Bossman is kind of, kind of puts. They're showing that they're big powerhouses. Mm-hmm. So he props Michael's on the top rope like a little kid. But then Janetti distracts him, and Michael's drop kicks him in the back of the head. Then Akeem tags in, and the the Rockers use kind of quick paced, fast, frequent tags to work over Akeem's arm. He managed to tag the boss man in and they sandwiched Janetti between them. I thought that was an okay little yeah, spot. No, right? was yeah, there was a few nice spots. Yeah, the there was. Yeah. The Twin Towers work over Janetti with the kick punching again and the splashes in the corner. They tried to sandwich him again, but Janetti ducks and gets the hot tag to Michaels. The Rockers double team Akeem and take him down with double diving shoulder blocks for a near fall. And then Akeem fights back and nearly decapitates Sean Michaels yeah. with a vicious clothesline. Yeah. That was a great looking clothesline. It was beautiful. Well, like. He couldn't have not been in bits after that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. it was so vicious. Yeah. Yeah. The boss man goes for a top rope splash, but misses maybe because he's a little bottler or not, lands on his yeah, feet. Yeah, lands on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, either splash or down splash. In all fairness, the fucking size of that, like, Yeah, his knees are just breaking. He shouldn't have gone up there in the first no, place, though. No. Like. But that that miss allows the double. Allows the double. Allows the rockers to double team the towers, including a botched double missile drop kick. Yeah. See, like. Mm-hmm. Janetti drop kicks uh, Bossman and then Michaels just sails by <laughs> nobody uh, Michaels goes for a dive off the top but Bossman catches him in like a spinning powerbomb oh, although it's not some... called that but like it was a really it was a nice spinning powerbomb power like, that was I was very surprised to actually see that there's actually yeah. a few instances throughout the show where I was like oh shit yeah. I was very I surprised to see that, that you know? didn't finish the match yeah, yeah like, same here I was, was like, like afterwards well, like, he didn't kick out after. I know yeah, yeah. But he powerbombs him Tags in Akeem, he hits Air Africa, yeah, yeah. which is his run of big splash. And they get Air the, Africa. That's what's it's, it's know, yeah, coming out. And they get the three count at eight minutes and two seconds. Oh, what's your overall thoughts? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed this match. I yeah. thought it was grand. I thought this probably should have been the opener. I thought it would have yeah. been a, yeah, bit more it been a nice bit. I still wasn't too keen on it. Ah. Uh, but I liked it. I like really, no, it's okay that's the point of this I podcast. really enjoyed yeah. the dichotomy between like the speed against the so did I. Yeah, big power lads and I think the Rockers were pretty much the perfect team to have against do you think like I don't know the, like, the, the only reason it wasn't put as the opener is because like, the Twin Towers have been main event in yeah, the yeah, last yeah, few yeah. pay-per-views it is well. a bit of a drop for and them and it's like here you're in the fucking second match or yeah. whatever like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. it's a big drop yeah. yeah but at the same time like I think for the time period there's a lot of good spots in it yeah definitely um, I know what you're saying about the way the drop kick was botched, but there's another double drop kick that they do to Bossman and a standing double. Is yeah, that when they're in the corner? And is it? He, he sells it really weird. He kind of runs forward and falls flat in his face instead of going backwards from the drop kick. But it kind yeah. of looks cool. Yeah. And then obviously the power bomb is like 75 percent of this match is good, and that's Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, and the big like, boss. Yeah. Yeah. and it's primarily yeah. spots though. Like there's very little psychology in this match. Yeah. I thought, like you know, I thought that the Rockers had a, pre- a pretty big advantage for most of the match they were like the Rockers are basically a carbon copy of the Rock and Roll Express yeah, except yeah, yeah. young and attractive <laughs> yeah, and much you know more I mean? athletic as well oh, like, much more yeah. athletic yeah and um, and their mullets are um, oh shit yeah well there's no mullets in the first match yeah, don't, yeah. Worry, don't worry we're not counting Haku no. we're not he's, he's trimmed that little yeah. thing yeah, yeah. so um, Sean Michaels and Marty Jannetty both sport mullets two. that's two that is two yeah. I came I wouldn't call it a Slickster. Oh, oh, Slickster. Slickster yeah, yeah, yeah. That's three. three, then, okay, yeah. We're up to three. Actually, to three. and I was also very happy to see Slickster back on my screen. Yeah. It's, it's been too oh, long. Always, always. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is a... Uh, 
Mr. WrestleMania's first ever WrestleMania match. It's not quite as good as some of the ones he will have later no, on, no, but it's no. still it's not a bad first match. Not a bad match. first match, yeah. He didn't have a streak anyway, because he started <laughs> off on a <laughs> Yeah. So after this match, we get a backstage interview with the Million Dollar Man, Teddy DiBiase. And this is the pay-per-view debut of the Million Dollar Belt. Yeah. So DiBiase is pissed off that, you know, he bought the belt off Andre and they stripped him over. And then he feels he got screwed out of the tournament at WrestleMania 4. So he says, fuck it, I'm going to build my own fucking belt. And he does, it's the million dollar belt. And it's pretty cool, I think. Germs fun facts. Yo. Okay, so obviously it's not a legitimate million dollars. No, no. But it it apparently costs 25 grand. Yeah, that's like, you know, 25 grand. Yeah, And like, he had to bring it around with him everywhere in like a Halliburton suitcase or whatever. To make sure it wouldn't get yeah, fucking Yeah, and apparently he lost it one time at in like an airport, uh, but managed to get it back. Jesus. But like I say, he would be absolutely shitting himself. Imagine going up to Vinnie Mac going, oh yeah, I lost that, that 25 grand, grand belt. Yeah. What? <laughs> the NWA world champion used to have to give the NWA 20, 20 or 25 grand if they won the belt in case they lost the physical belt. Yeah. And then when they lost the belt, the NWA would give them that money back. Like they had to basically yeah. deposit because you're, so you give us the, because that belt costs, so, you know. 25 grand's a bit much though, isn't yeah, it? Especially for the NWA belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it, is the, the big gold belt had yeah, the same thing but yeah isn't that how Ric Flair ended up with yeah, it on it TV is because they didn't give him his deposit back yeah, so, so it's like fine I'm just yeah, fucking yeah. taking it but uh, another weird thing I have, I have it there that's 25 grand but obviously the diamonds there's one real diamond on it <laughs> right Yeah. it's not on the front it's on the inside so why like so like you take it off and behind the big dollar sign there's one diamond on the inside. And I actually that's kind of the it's weird the, the, like. the, 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 the diamond dollar signs I didn't really I don't really think they look good do you know personally, yeah. Is that because they don't have the gap in them? It's not. It's maybe as part of the reason. I just I don't know. It, I, and I was thinking, I was looking at other belts as well because uh, this, this got me thinking. And I was looking at belts from around that time, not yeah. even just in wrestling and boxing as well. And yeah. They were a lot smaller. Yeah. You know, so that kind of um, maybe added to it as well. It just looked. It looked like an actual kind of belt to hold your jocks. Belt to hold your jocks. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that small, but like no, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah Another thing I noticed from this is the fucking size of Virgil's arms. Yeah. Yeah. The money like. Ugh. Look at all this money and look at my arm. My big, huge arm. Wait, match number three is the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutai. Brutai as a... Gino would call him Gorilla Monsoon so before the match DiBiase and Virgil go to ringside and shake hands with this year's president-elect Donald Trump obviously in 1989 they didn't know that was what the story was but yeah that was yeah, weird his eyebrows it, talk to me about his no, eyebrows they're like they were like um, moustaches do you ever see like a hairy dog's eyebrows yeah like a Yorkshire Terrier <laughs> yeah and goes all over the yeah. place like yeah, I don't know. It, it was weird because I'm pretty sure Donald Trump was meant to be supporting the faces in all the later matches, so why is he made yeah, to a million dollar whole, man just because he's point. rich? Like, yeah. he's got, oh, rich. He mentions it in his promo as well. Yeah, there's a few... There's a few like, Jesse says a stupid line, but then Gorilla says a stupid line back and like they kind of get each other. Like, Jesse goes... Because the belt's meant to be a million dollars, yeah? It's meant to be worth a million dollars. And Jesse's like going says what type of credit line do you think DiBiase would get for that if he laid it on the table like in a in a casino and then Gorilla goes well a million dollars obviously 
But then later on, uh, Jesse Ventura was going, oh, Donald Trump has brought all his rich friends here and they're going to watch the million dollar man and Gorilla is like, what are they going to watch him do? And then Jesse's like, wrestle, obviously. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they actually hate each other. So do I, yeah. You can, you can feel some kind of real-life yeah. tension. Anyway, Beefcake unloads straight out of the gate and he sends DiBiase flying with a series of back body drops. DiBiase goes outside to catch a breather, as per as per heels do. The heel tactic. Yeah, heel tactic. Back inside, Beefer hits a trio of scoop slams and then clotheslines DiBiase over the top rope again, back outside. Back inside again, they exchange some right hands before Virgil grabs Beefcake's foot under the rope, allowing DiBiase to take control. DiBiase beats Beefcake around the ring with some elbows and clotheslines and also a terrible looking axe handle off the second rope. He almost misses him. Yeah. It's a bit shit. He gets himself a handful of two counts. Beefcake gets a small package out of nowhere for a two and then reverses a suplex attempt into a suplex of his own. They're both laid out on the canvas when they both hit clotheslines at the same time. DiBiase's up force, hits a suplex and then cinches in the million dollar dream. I would have liked him to play on that bit a bit more like the sleeper versus... They kind of mention it a little bit at the start, but they don't really go into, you know, they don't kind of mention the whole idea of like one move versus and yeah, like someone yeah. else's. They also, at one point, Jesse goes, uh, the loser's going to get his hair cut. I thought that was the... No, I don't know. Because even Ted DiBiase says at the start, you're not going to touch a hair in my finding. But I think that's head. just because Brutus cuts people's hair. No, anyway. I get that, yeah. yeah. But then like, like he, I thought they said it a few times throughout the match that like, Brutus doesn't want to I just thought, hair thought hair that Howard Finkel never went... This is a hair versus hair match. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> B-Fake gets to the ropes to get out of the million dollar dream. DiBiase tries to smash his head into the turnbuckles. He blocks it and then smashes his head in 10 times. DiBiase does the flare flop when he comes out, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Got a pop for that as well. Yeah, got a little pop for it. Beefcake then slaps on the sleeper hole, but then lets go when he sees Virgil jump on the apron. Well, DiBiase distracts the ref, Virgil attacks Beefcake outside, and then DiBiase follows him out. They both brawl, resulting in a double count out at 10 minutes. This match was poo. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, DiBiase is normally a good worker. And oh, yeah, he is. Like, Beef, Bruce Beefcake isn't too he's bad. Not he's not too bad. It's just they. Yeah, he's a bitch. He's shit, he's but he's not this bad normally. It's just they didn't mesh at all. For whatever reason, their styles just didn't seem. The pace I was think, all I off. Think Everything probably just doesn't give a shit because he's not bleeding main event. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to work with this. Crap. Yeah, well, we're, you're talking about like the Twin Towers, their fall from main event to this. Yeah. Like, they last WrestleMania, match. Macho Man and DiBiase was main the main event. event, and now he's working with this jabroni. Yeah. I'd be angry. I wouldn't put effort into. I don't think really. But what, what do you make of them? Um, I know I've said this before, but uh, uh, beefcake skier. That was fuck, it, that kind um, of uh, what's it called? There's less flesh on show, which I'm thankful for. It reminded me of like you know those kind of uh, workout leggings that women wear to the gym. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly would, what yeah. they looked like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, really uh, uncomfortable. Have, did, the last time we saw him, you could see a lot more of his arse. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. covered up a little bit. Yeah, so, we have to be thankful for that. We also have to be thankful for his haircut. <laughs> yeah, oh, there four. Despite being a barber, he hasn't won. Yeah. Well, what do you mean despite? Because he's a barber, he recognises oh. a good haircut. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Yeah, I, did, I wasn't too uh, keen on this. No, no it, was it, was bad. A, yeah, it wasn't a great match at all. And a, a, a draw. Again, no. Right, so DiBiase is borderline main event star. I call him a star. Yeah. Beefcake is Hogan's little dick sucker, so he's not unknown. No, he's he gets quite a good pop. Yeah, he gets out. a the decent pop. Seems to yeah. be into him, but, but like God only knows why. Yeah, but there wasn't there wasn't even a atom to build this up. That's what I mean. They're both 
known and they didn't even give them a feud or there was nothing it was literally yous are gonna wrestle at Wrestlemania yeah, and that's yeah, that that's it, was, it. it was weird that there was no build up like you said though it's not the only match on the card that's There's like that a lot. anyway after the match Beefcake beats the two of them up and they only manage to escape when he goes to get his big joint clippers from his big American bag <laughs> he tries to raise his hand but the referee is like no yeah too fucking right like you didn't win you big fucking tick he just comes across as being a bit like him and, simple uh, yeah I bet you him and Jim Duggan went to school together oh they're they're best they went to the same school yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was probably a shed out someone's backyard oh god <laughs> speaking of sheds out people's backgardens the next segment is previously recorded oh, footage of his lordship oh well, yeah good to see him Mike. Yeah, uh, it, it is. is very good to see him uh, he's at the Wrestlemania brunch and he's the inter- brunch amazing <laughs> he's interviewing the bushwhackers who are horrible stuff in their face and just going <laughs> you can see Lord Alfred Hayes is dying to yeah. laugh. Yeah. He is just like dying to laugh. But he's also I, just generally confused as well. Oh, he's, I thought it was a great segment personally. I, was, I yeah. thought it was brilliant. Like this is the first segment of the few on this that I kind of think reminded me more of kind of later WWF kind of stuff. Like early nineties WWF. Early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. It almost feels Stupidity like, kind of, like it's kind of stepping into that that new realm like all almost, these, like you yeah, know. Like the, it's not like a backstage segment. It's a fucking brunch. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and there's a few other ones throughout yeah, the whole thing yeah, as well. Yeah. Like you we'll know, get to the mini marathon soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but that was a good bit of crack. Anyway, the next match is the fabulous Rougeaus, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau versus the Bushwhackers, Butch and Luke. And I know Derm has been itching. Well, but it's important to note they're now fabulous. They're not just the Rougeaus. Yeah, that's what I said. I know. Yeah, fabulous. but yeah. that's the important note. Yeah, but, and, and but I know you've been. Dying to hear their entrance name, yes. and they finally got their entrance finally name. Finally get it. All American Boys, written by Jimmy Hart. It's a stomper. It's and co- is it's this the um, the first time that we've seen them that they actually have been living in America? Yeah. Because beforehand, it's always like, oh, they're relocating to America soon. Yeah. And all. This is so they're finally it. in America. I don't, know. I don't know. I didn't really notice, but I think some comments have been cut out. Oh, yeah. That Gorilla Monsoon made some racist comments. Oh, you mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was like, Basically saying that if you're not born in America, oh no, this was, oh, was yeah, Jesse Ventura yeah. was was, yeah. Uh, was saying it to him. He was like, uh, he was kind of winding him up. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was really like, you're from Italy, and he's like, yeah, but I was born here. No, my parents are from Italy. I was born uh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't give a crap about freedom or something. Something like that. No, but Carino was what the the Statue of Liberty and yeah, <laughs> he was basically going on it basically about immigrants. Yeah, that's exactly like what he was him. doing. Yeah. Not sound good. He used the he used the term bleeding heart liberal a good few times as well. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, he's a fucking prick. Yeah. yeah, and he's meant to be the face. Yeah, he's a proper full on prick. Like, but uh, so right. so where did the the Rougeaus move from? Uh, from Montreal to Memphis. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that's a bit of a fucking step down the ladder. <laughs> Do they still speak French or? Uh, apparently, vous français. <laughs> okay, yeah. Can we tell all the girls at the Rougeaus? Yeah, they're on their way. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like. The, the, you wouldn't want to call them pretty boys. You wouldn't want to call them pretty boys. But they're also not, not muscle heads. heads. No, they're more. They like the preppy look instead. <laughs> they're all American boys, there. All American boys. Right. Listen, we'll sing that later. Okay. So more this cans. is the match. More cans. That, yes. Uh, yeah, we have a, we have a big thing to sing. Yeah. So, the Bushwhackers steal Jimmy Hart's jacket at the start and try to tear it in half. The Rougeaus jump them, and when Jimmy tries to rescue his jacket, he ends up getting squashed between Jacques and Raymond. A nice comedy spot, I thought, to start the match off. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Very 80s. Very, very 80s. 80s. Very yeah. Yeah. This Jimmy entire Hart, match was very 80s. Yeah, yeah. Not Jimmy Hart does a good job there. The Bushwhackers hit Raymond with their double battering ram move. Yeah. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jacques tries to break up a pinfall attempt but ends up knee drop on his brother. It's all these kind of stupid heel. Yeah, yeah. Kind of spots. This followed by lots of stall. Well, the ref is distracted getting Butch out of the ring. The Rouge was double team Luke with Raymond putting him in a Boston Crab while Jacques 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 stomps on him Jacques. the Rajos work over Luke while the commentators argue over if he's Luke or Butch he's Luke <laughs> or he is Luke and despite what Gorilla says he's like no no it's Butch Jesse's like that's Luke mate that's Luke <laughs> and it, it most certainly is Luke like do your job whenever they argue Jesse's generally right yeah oh, he's he definitely 9 times yeah. out of 10 he's right anyway Jacques puts Luke in an abdominal stretch and Raymond follows up with a thrust kick to the stomach which I thought was nice while well, the Rajos are taunting the crowd, the Bushwhackers recuperate and hit Raymond with a battering ram followed by a double gut buster to win the match at 9 minutes and 10 seconds, despite the fact that Raymond broke the pin anyway. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit weird, wasn't that it? Yeah. Was, yeah, I was... I, yeah, he stomped first, him before three. Like. At first I thought that was a kind of a, a botch finish, yeah. but then they obviously went with it, so... Yeah. I think that happens twice in this twice? I think, I think, no, the, I think the other one you're thinking of is just... I think he mm, made... Very it is very close for you. I thought this match was garbage. I can't believe well, you have it. gone through this whole match and you haven't mentioned the most important spot. So um, maybe oh, you the dick grab spot. Yeah, yeah, the dick grab spot. Like, I wasn't well, sure. I, that's see, the most I, important. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't sure whereabouts it went in. So I oh, was just like, oh, no, we'll talk it's about okay. It. I have. Go <laughs> if you go on the WWE Network, yeah. you put on WrestleMania five, and you go to forty six minutes and fifty three seconds, you'll see Luke getting picked up for. A body, a body slam, slam yeah. by Raymond and for whatever reason he as he's, he just grabs his dick and starts rubbing it while he's getting picked up he, he legitimately rubs it three times like I'm guessing that's the proper rib yeah it's just acting the bollocks <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean either that or he's just a fucking freak but yeah. like he just grabs his dick and starts giving it an L rub I didn't notice that uh, uh, I have to go back what, what, what was the time 46 <laughs> 46 minutes 53 seconds right, I'm going to get that tattoo on my arm <laughs> but yeah besides the dick rubbing I didn't like this nah, match at no all ah, no it was, it was there was absolutely no story to tell in there it like, was boring it was all over the place as there well was, like, there was what annoyed me was no excitement nothing it was boring 10 minutes as well oh my way too god way too long and I don't I think the Rougeau, the Rougeaus are decent like we've seen them they in have, good matches they have a lot of potential like, yeah like in those big fucking Survivor Series matches they had some great matches uh, get the last one in that six man with the hard foundation they did some yeah. excellent work but I think it's just the fact that the Bushwhackers are the Bushwhackers to be fair you watch their entrance and the They're amount not of over. people in they, the crowd who yeah. are doing in that in a few match, years they'll, they'll be over yeah. as fuck but like yeah. You watch things now and WWE try and show the crowd and try and show reactions and they find one person in the crowd who's dancing and everyone else looking at them like they're a spa. Well, yeah. Unless you're but, No Way Jose. Yeah. There's loads of people. I'm pretty certain they pay those fuckers to... No, but <laughs> but legitimately, there's yeah. loads of people in the crowd doing oh, that yeah. wavy arms Adults, march. from adults yeah. to kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all giving it loads. Doesn't Jesse say something like, that's how you used to walk to the ring, Gorilla? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he says, I've seen you doing that around... Uh, the blood, the slot machines. Yeah, but yeah. in the nip, like yeah. you, know, <laughs> you must have been on the joy juice. Yeah, what, what the, the joy juice? What does that mean? Then he's now he said something after that. Now, which obviously doesn't mean what it means now. Yeah. So I'd say these guys talking about the bushwhackers. Yeah. I'd say these guys are on the juice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the joy juice. Yeah. Gas shit. But on the after the match, we get a shot. Sean Mooney, who is uh, in the oil, talking to a fan. And the bushwhackers just come up and start licking the face. Oh off yeah, 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 yeah. Like just almost like they almost get it in his mouth. They basically get it in his mouth. It's literally like up the, the entire yeah. length of his face. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So the next match, match number five, is Mr. Perfect versus the Blue Blazer, who is Owen Hart, obviously mm-hmm. in a mask. And he gets music. 
Yeah. Get entrance and immediate like anyway, some nice chain wrestling to start, which ends with perfect disrespectfully slapping Blazer across the face. Perfect pushes Blazer in the corner, twists slap him again. Blazer blocks and swings a slap of his own. A nice sequence off the ropes with Blazer reversing a hip toss into a scoop slam and then dropping perfect over the top rope. Drop kicking him, sorry. Blazer hits a baseball slide drop kick followed by a couple of European uppercuts, which mm-hmm. are nice to see in the eighties. Like a bit of a different style rather yeah, definitely, than a yeah. stompy punchy thing. Back inside, Perfect blocks a hip toss attempt, which Blazer counters again and lands a hip toss, along with a big drop kick to the head and a backbreaker for an airfall. Blazer hits a wrist clutch Northern Lights suplex <laughs> for another two counts. These fucking moves, yeah. like, it's ridiculous. Blazer flies off the top rope but ends up eating Perfect's knees. Perfect locks in a seat chin lock for a while before Blazer battles back and gets near falls from a power slam and a great looking belly to belly suplex. Yeah. He gets another near fall from a crucifix roll up and he gets a massive pop because that gets that was a great he gets really close to three and the crowd and it looks fucking deadly as well Uh, he kind of argues with the ref that it was three and when he turns Uh. around perfect flattens him with a big right hits the perfect plex which is the bridge and fisherman and gets the three at five minutes 38 could they not have taken five minutes off the match beforehand and put it onto this match there's so many matches this was a deadly match if this had gone 12 minutes it would have been fucking phenomenal this would have been like the Ricky Steamboat Macho Man show stealer. Oh, this, it would have got a few. That's probably where they made them do five minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Hogan probably. went. Them lads are not. Yeah, no <laughs> way. <laughs> no, but like to be fair, even though it would be nice to have loads more time for the five minutes thirty eight seconds or whatever. The stuff yeah, they, they put into it, it was amazing. Like, a wrist clutch Northern Lights suplex <laughs> in nineteen eighty nine for fuck's sake. And you have to say, like, Mr. Perfect was so generous in this match because, like, he's the one who's he obviously... He bumped around like a fucker. He really did, the last yeah. bit, like, And he's yeah. the one who's obviously getting, getting put over yeah. and he's the, the main. But he gives so much to own, so yeah. much offense. And, and he, look, at the time, who who was he? He's the Blue Blazer. Like, yeah, you he know, wasn't a fucking like, yeah, a star. It's not as if people know who he is but underneath like, the mask. Like, it's kind of you know? surprising then that Owen wasn't kept around after this because, like, he, they give him an entrance he gets loads of offensive and the crowd is really getting into his yeah. offense and then he just he's not around really again for a maybe while maybe he left it was how long is he how long did he uh... he's gone he, he, go, he leaves for two years and goes to New Japan for two years well that's grand so that yeah. is grand yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see him soon we'll see him in the early 90s again deadly with various lengths of mullet which is good <laughs> speaking of which speaking of which we got, uh, we've got Mr. Perfect and I'm going to go I'd say I'm going to go down hard as well I'm sure yeah. there is one under the mullet definitely you can see the back yeah 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 so two of them what are we on six 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 lovely mullets lovely ones six similar to last year's Wrestlemania Jesse just gets this little moment in the spotlight (laughs) I thought that was he's like I got a surprise for you man (laughs) what is that what's that about he gets a massive pop as well the crowd are really into it and he definitely this crowd are a shit crowd by the way Generally, when the matches are on, I think they're a bit shit. I think, but when they do get going, there. Oh yeah, like, they do. Loud, like, why like, are they popping for Jesse Ventura? Yeah. <laughs> it generally does feel like he's building up for a comeback every year, but it no, it's never coming. You know so what I would have loved to see is a Jesse Hogan feud. Oh, like he, but the problem is Jesse would have made mincemeat of him in on the mic anyway. Yeah, you know definitely. But I mean? Jesse like is legitimate well I don't know it seems like he's angling for that feud later on later on de- oh, so the thing is I think the, re- the reason he retired was he got like a blood clot in his blood clot in his lung or something yeah. so it was like basically impossible or he could have died like, yeah. so you know, pulmonary like, embolism I believe it's called is that what you call it I have no idea that sounds I'm very, right I'm very sure yeah, I don't know like, you absolutely you could have watched it I, wa- I watched House a few, uh, a few, a few months ago so. <laughs> oh yeah grand after Jesse's moment in the spotlight 
We get back to another pre-recorded segment with his lordship. Oh, lordy oh, lord. Oh, my. Where he is uh, sweating his fucking balls off on the Atlantic City boardwalk yeah. in a full-blown tuxedo. They didn't even let him wear, like, you know, a WWE polo shirt or something. No. They made him wear... What about tux- Mr. Fuji? He yeah. to run the fucking... And then he's interviewing Mr. Fuji, who's about to run the WrestleMania 5K race. In a tuxedo? In a tuxedo, tuxedo on a bowler hat. hat. With his cane in his hand. And his face paint on and everything. Oh, man. And he fucking legs it. And he, does, uh, I'm assuming he actually did it. I don't think he really did because it. he was in bits at the end of it. He because was. He was like, <sighs> he wasn't sweating that much. Maybe he's a good. He's maybe he's, he's, he's like, maybe he's in, in oh, shape. I, I can't actually tell, but I really enjoy. But that was a very face thing to do. Yeah, it really yeah, was. I was like, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, this L lad running a fucking five k race. Yeah, I really enjoyed the segment. Oh, it was fucking great, wasn't it? It had everything. It had his lordship. Had Mr. Fuji being. Yeah. Really stereotypical. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was per- it was just fucking per- and interviewing him after. Oh, you're a great tremendous shape. <laughs> <laughs> the next segment is Run DMC with the WrestleMania rap. WrestleMania. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. No, I liked, you know? I liked the WrestleMania rap itself. Uh, I was a bit disappointed I couldn't find the lyrics online. Yeah. Sound quality <laughs> is a bit shit. Sound quality is ah, very yeah, bad. I don't yeah. know who would actually be able to make out what the lyrics I know, were. I know. Like, I made out the odd slam. And, WrestleMania. Yeah. And they cut, to, <laughs> they cut to like the one black person in the crowd. They could find. <laughs> you know, of course and, they did. Of course they did. They're like, here, don't have any white people enjoying this. Like, cut to a black person. Yeah, stay the fuck away from Donald Trump's role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but... I thought the rap wasn't too bad. I know I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It like was, it. and Run DMC are legit slips. Acts, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's not like you know. And I tell you what, their gear was fucking deadly. Oh. The, the clothes they were wearing they was proper. Like, Those you know. Adidas superstars yeah. just oh. never go out of fashion. I actually kind of want to get one. They're good lads. Them. They're good lads. But next is match number six, and it is a two-on-three handicap match uh. for the WWF World Tag Team Titles. It's the champions, Demolition, Axe, and Smash. Against the Powers of Pain, Warlord and Barbarian, and Mr. Fuji. So we see in back at Survivor Series 88, the big 20-man match, Fuji double-cross demolition, resulting mm-hmm. in them being eliminated and allowing the Powers of Pain to be the sole survivors. 
resulting in demolition torn a face, Perez pain torn heel. Then on a February episode of Superstars, there was a tag team title match between the two that ended in a double disqualification when Demolition used Fuji's cane while Fuji himself got involved, throwing salt and axes oils, allowing the powers to beat down Demolition. So that's yeah. why this match was made up. So we have a Demolition we have promo. a bit of a story. Yeah, a bit of a story there. Yeah. There's a bit, like, which is what I like to see yeah, going yeah, into definitely. it. Like, yeah. And so the pre-match promo with Demolition, who are pure 80s cokehead nostalgia how um axe and smash which one was the one on the right hand side of the screen smash 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 has the long smash has the mullet yeah what's the story with his tongue why is it so red i'm guessing he must (laughs) eat eat a sweet like you know yeah yeah like just to make it look horrible looking they have glitter in their hair yeah i know yeah it's so fun no but there's actually a point like smash does his piece and they're basically just saying, we're going to kick your fucking yeah, head in yeah, without yeah. saying fucking. Yeah. And then when it goes to Axe, Axe is giving his scream and, and Smash literally stands there going, nya, 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 nya. Like, oh, it's, it's the most it's 80s shouty promo yeah. ever, but it's perfect. It does the job. And they keep call, calling Mr. Fuji, Fuji the Stooge. Fuji the Stooge, yeah, the three Stooges. Yeah. I'm not talking about you, Fuji the Stooge. They call him a, an overstuffed rat as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a certain penchant for the term rat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great word. It's, it is. So an overstuffed rat is a (laughs) Before we kick this one off, I want to talk about that Mr. Fuji is actually in all right shape. Yeah. Yeah. I would say he's in better shape or at least equal shape to Greg the Hammer Valentine or Bad News Brown. Yeah. Roughly like. Yeah, yeah. For the fact that... I think um, Bad News Brown has the kind of size advantage. Like, you know, he's he's bigger. He does have a bit of a fucking gut. No, but I think he's in better shape for the fact that he probably is 15 years older than them. Okay, yeah, fair. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. How old is Greg the Hammer Valentine? Because he looks like a... Fucking, he looks about 300. Yeah, yeah. And same with fucking Ronnie Garvin as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, weirdly enough, the Bushwhackers don't look that old, but they're mad old. How old are they? They, like, started in the 60s. Holy shit. Mad old. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> they're so old. Yeah, it's but they, they look grand yeah. stuff. So, Axe and the Warlords start. Uh, Demolition takes turns beating down the Warlord with the typical powerhouse, you know, punch, kick, knee, axe handle, brawl and stuff. Smash gets caught in the wrong corner but quickly fights all three men off and Demolition use frequent tags again this time beating down the Barbarian. Axe gets distracted trying to attack Fuji on the apron which allows the powers of pain to go on the offensive. The tables have torn now and all three men take turns beating on Axe. Barbarian hits a power slam which Fuji tries to follow up on with a diving leg drop but Axe moves out of the way. Diving leg drop and he's like 60 or something. Yeah. That's fucking... No, it wasn't a great diving It was drop. bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah, also an It actually kind of looked like he did more damage to himself so, than anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a leg drop or a senton, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird Yeah, kind of almost could have been a senton. It could have been a little yeah. senton splash, yeah. So Warlord tags in just in time to prevent the hot tag and continues the beatdown on Axe. But then Axe ducks a clothesline, hits one of his own, and tags Smash, who comes in on fire and takes out both opponents with slams and clotheslines. He tries to pin the Warlord after a double guillotine drop across the top rope, but Barbarian breaks it just before the three. Well, the ref is distracted with Axe and Barbarian brawling outside. Fuji tags in and tries to throw salt in Smash's eyes, but he ducks. The salt goes in Warlord's eyes, and then Demolition hit Fuji with the Demolition Decapitation. Which is a great name. Vicious name for move, which is a backbreaker, flying elbow drop combo, to retain the titles at 8 minutes and 20 seconds. I, I actually really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought that for the size of the guys, like four big, massive fuckers. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I know it was yeah. five, but I'm not really counting. Fuji only yeah. comes yeah. in at the yeah. end, like you know. But for the for the size of the four lads, they moved around pretty quick and they put on a good, uh, put on a pretty it was decent match. I yeah. think Fuji's a better worker than the warlord. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, no, 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 no. yeah, he still kind of can't work. Like you know what I yeah. mean. I did think the fact that 
Fuji took the finish and then they didn't do like a rematch makes not Demolition look weak but I'm like you didn't beat the powers of pain you yeah. beat the yeah, old yeah, manager yeah, yeah. you know that way I don't know but I suppose it, it was them getting kind of that's, that's them getting one on over because he, he kind of essentially do, do, like, quote unquote yeah, yeah. double cross them like, you know. I understand it's them getting payback like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. weird that they'd eventually go back to them him and have him as their manager again a few years later I think they do don't yeah, they yeah, it's yeah. just weird like yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know I don't think I was as into it as Dave was. Oh no, I'm not saying it was match of the night or anything no, like you know. It was no, just it no. was an it was, watch. it was entertaining. You know? It wasn't terrible. I felt. But yeah. I don't know. I just, I, like just maybe because it came directly after Mr. Perfect and yeah, Blue Blazer, yeah, yeah. and just because there's so many tag team matches on this card, was it like seven <laughs> or eight? That this one for me just gets very lost in the shuffle. Nothing really stands out yeah. about it. Really and as the tag team title match. I feel like it should have stood out more. It should have been, yeah. But it's like a few of the that's other true. tag team matches were a lot better than I thought. Yeah. So. No, that's, that's, that's a, a fair... That's very, a very fair, fair enough thing, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, this is what I forgot to mention. <sighs> Tony Schiavone interviewing people. Oh, yeah. Pe- to- oh, yeah he's yeah. jumped ship, the little prick. <laughs> How dare no, you? Because I only ever think of Tony Schiavone as WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but then you see him there. Because that's probably why we didn't see him at um, Showtown Rumble. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I say he jumped ship. But I think... Why, why is he unable to say the word broadcast? Why does he always say telecast? Someone answer that question. <laughs> always says telecast. Tell him. No, he must hate the word broadcast. He's probably trying to sound a bit smarter. Maybe, yeah. Instead of saying broadcast, it's like... It's a, it's a buzzword. Shut up, Siobhan, eh? Siobhan, Siobhan, Siobhan. Tony Siobhan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he is backstage trying to interview Randy Savage. He's not having any of it. Savage comes out going, and basically pushes the cameraman over and legs it. But from the shot you do see, Savage's dressing room looks like a broom closet. It looks like it's just a wardrobe. <laughs> and Savage comes out of it like a deranged lunatic. He's like, I said no interviews. And he's like, fucking gone then. Oh, perfect. It's absolutely great. But yeah, his fucking dressing room just. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it actually if it was just a fucking yeah, closet. But it's, 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 kind it. fu- it's kind of funny that like Randy Savage is the world champion and he's getting dressed in the closet. So I'd say the other lads are fucking fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Bags out in the hallway yeah. and all. Match number seven is Canada's strongest man, Dino Bravo, versus rugged Ronnie Garvin, who has made the jump from WCW. We last saw him at, was it Starcade 88? And he. Ago, oh, no, Starcade 89, sorry, and he floored uh, Trunt Hill on Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For all the money. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's a face again now. Apparently, that money wasn't worth staying in WCW. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, jumped ship to WWF. So. Before this, um, yeah, they... Um, then, it's so uh, weird, like, they have the two lads in the ring ready for the match, and then they go, and now, Jimmy Snooker, for no reason. Jimmy yeah. Snooker comes all the way down the aisle, gets in the ring, poses, fucks off. I thought maybe he'd be at, like, I thought maybe Frenchie was going to get involved, and Snooker would even the odds, so Garvin... Yeah, 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 yeah. There'd be no. some point where, Like, if you're going to introduce Snooker, just introduce him first, and same then way, bring yeah. the lads out for same the Same way match. you randomly did with, like, Jesse, like, just yeah. randomly yeah, introduce yeah. him, like... This is Frenchie Martin's last appearance as well, who sadly died last year. Aww. I don't think he made as much of an impact as one Mr. Fuji. No. No. Well, like, one thing I noticed is that the WWF around this time has a copious amount of heel managers. Yeah. <laughs> like a shit ton of heel managers. That's like, like, like four no, off the top of my head. I, like. I, can't, I don't think, is there, an, is there a heel on the card who doesn't have a manager? I don't think there is. <laughs> Well, you could argue that maybe... Uh, no, I was about to say Randy Savage, but like... The whole thing is the neutral corner thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but like but that, that doesn't really count because... You know, I don't think there is a heel without a manager. Mr. Perfect? 
Mr. Perfect. Is Heenan not his manager though and he no. just wasn't out at the match? Oh, or maybe no. he is. I don't think he For was For fuck's yet. sake. He could be. He could be, yeah. He could be part of the Heenan family, I don't know. Yeah. It's ridiculous though, isn't it? Yeah. It's bad. Anyway, I'll run through this match pretty quick. Thank fuck. So Bravo jumps Garvin from behind and goes to work with some chops and forearms before locking in a fucking bear hug. But then he doesn't hold it for long, which is fair enough, and he slams him into the turnbuckles. Uh, Bravo repeatedly whips Garvin into the ropes and drops him with big shoulder blocks. He picks Garvin up in a powerbomb position, but Garvin hits him with a big right hands and goes on the offensive, getting a near fall with a... I thought it was hilarious, but also cool-looking big splash. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. He lays in those stiff bastard chops that oh, we've yeah. seen him lay into Ric Flair before. Actually, speaking of which, I wanted to mention something around these chops. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a few matches where there's plenty of chops yeah. on this uh, on this card, and every single time I was disappointed when there wasn't a, a, a sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not... It's not at that point. It's not at that point. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also... I can't remember what match it was, but there was another match earlier where there's a load of knife edge chops, but they don't make much the, of a you sound. You can't hear his hand. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Ronnie Garvin's. I think that's uh, Brutus Beefcake. He chops yeah. like a little baby. Like yeah. There's yeah. a few of them out there as well, yeah. I think. But yeah, anyway, Garvin is lobbing those chops in. And but then he brings Dino Bravo to the corner and he does the shittest head smashes I've oh ever my so weak. seen. Oh, that, so that felt to that me more like Dino Bravo than nothing else. It was though. definitely Dino Bravo. Because Dino Bravo was like going in really slow and coming out really slow. But he like, barely even touched it. Like Yeah, yeah, it was it ridiculous. Was like he, he grazed his forehead on the turnbuckle He path. nuzzled it a little bit. Yeah, like he was like he was kissing its neck. Yeah, having a, giving it a little smooch. Yeah. They, they, were, they, like, they, they should have like, gone to 10 on they that. They did it like... Did they do ten? I don't know. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I think they went to ten. But they like, they did new. They did numerous ones anyway. Yeah, numerous ones. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have Fuck done that. Way. They no. were terrible. Garvin slaps on a sleeper, but Bravo gets the ropes. Garvin then tries a pile driver. Bravo backdrops him, but Garvin reverses it into a sunset flip for a two count. It's a nice little kind yeah, of counter yeah. counter. Garvin goes for the ten punch in the corner, but Bravo counters with an inverted atomic drop, followed by his side suplex, sidewalk slam finisher. To win the match at three minutes and six seconds, Mercifully. what a pointless! Yeah, it was, an, it was Mercifully, a ma- but like they could have also just not had it. Oh, it was yeah. a non-match for giving those three you know. minutes to Mr. Perfect and Blue Blazer. Yeah, yeah, fucking right, man. Oh my god, Jesus. So, go on, give your thoughts, lads. Because I know what they are, but I want to hear them very well. Fucking, and you know what? I can't even fucking look at Dino Bravo without cringing. He just like looks like a fucking an amorphous blob of shite, <laughs> white dog shite. That's what he looks like. Sorry, he does. He's fucking... Dave, t- tell Dino Bravo how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Dino Bravo. <laughs> yeah, and Ronnie Garvin. Like, I, I liked that one match against Ric Flair, and ever since yeah. that, he's been getting... What was the other match we've seen him in, or did we see him in the room? I do like his hair, though. Oh. It's a mullet. It's a, it's a little mullet. Bang did, that we count, did we count the mullets from the tag match? We didn't actually count... Oh, uh, go back there. Smash. Smash. That's uh, number seven. Yeah, and then... We also didn't count Jimmy Hart. Ooh. Yeah, number eight. So that's number eight. And then Ronnie, Ronnie, Garvin. Ronnie Garvin is number nine. Jimmy Snook? Yeah, he definitely oh, yeah, yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's number 10. Oh, shit, we're at number 10 already. Number yeah. 10, that's nice. So oh, yeah. Let's not think too far ahead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think, Dan? Come on, talk to me. Talk to me here. Because I know what Dave thinks now. <laughs> what I think was... Sorry. There was, there was those few overhand slops from Money Girl that nice. were nice. And other than that, it was complete and absolute shit. Yeah. Dino like, Bravo is awful. He's terrible. He's bad. But I don't hate him as much as I hate like 
the Jim Duggins of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love him in the same like, category with Jim Duggins. Oh, no, I love him in the same category, but he's... No, he's closer a, to getting out of it than Jim Duggan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's an awful worker, but his gimmick doesn't offend me as much as Jim Duggan's. No, no, it doesn't at all. And lads, the fucking size of him. Yeah. He is. Oh, he's huge. He is, he's, I'd say he's the most juiced in the entire card. Well, Definitely. Warlord probably puts to give him the room for his money. Yeah, but, Warlord, yeah. Barbarian. There's a few. Barbarian at least still looks Barbarian. athletic. Right, a lovely card. Oh, Jesus, there's a lovely card. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, really, that lovely. really lovely. Ooh. I had another one open, so I couldn't make the noise, so hold on. <laughs> oh, lovely can. We're all a lovely cans. Lovely, lovely cans. Right, anyway. After, <laughs> after this match, uh, Garvin Flores Bravo and Frenchie. And he gives Frenchie the shit Garvin stomp. Yeah, and somewhere. And no, Ventura again has to fucking make a show in Monsoon. Monsoon's like, yeah, he deserves it. And he and Ventura's like, why, why does he deserve to be beaten up for being a manager? I does. <laughs> no, like he's an old man. Like, look at this. Uh, like, fair enough. If Frenchy costs Garvin the match, but he yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. He's just battering an old man, and <laughs> Raven Monsoon was like, "Yeah, kick his fucking head in." <laughs> anyway, that's the seventh match out of fourteen, which fucking means, hell. which means we're halfway through. Are we? Are we? Which what, means, what does that mean? What does that mean, lads? It means uh, a. <laughs> Halftime history. Halftime history. <laughs> yes, it's halftime history. Shit. April 1989. So from our last pay per view, which was in February, which was Shy Town Rumble, to now, what's going on? Well, the number one song. I am the dreaming. Is this burning? An eternal flame. In the US, it was Eternal Flame by the Bangles. Oh, oh you know that one. You know yeah. that one, yeah? yeah. And in Ireland, a bit more fucking blokey. Was uh, Paradise City by Guns and Roses? Oh, Fuck. Jesus! Wow! Well, remember last time? Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, there was nothing happening. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Paul Abdul. A, a couple of other things that were released was uh, Madonna's album Like a Prayer. Oh, Belter shit. and Jesus. Alana Moyle's self-titled album, which contains the song Black Velvet. Oh, oh a what, what a fucking tune. What a tune. On TV, uh, the Discovery Channel debuted. Nice. And a couple of new shows. Uh, do you remember Pat Sharp's Funhouse on ITV? Yeah. Not that debuted. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Ranger. Oh my god. <laughs> Quantum leap. It all started when a time travel experiment I was conducting went a little caca. In the blink of a cosmic clock, I went from quantum physicist to Air Force test pilot, which could have been fun if I knew how to fly. Fortunately, I had help. An observer from the project named Al. Unfortunately, Al's a hologram, so all he can lend is moral support. Anyway, here I am. Bouncing around in time, putting things right that once went wrong, a sort of time-traveling Lone Ranger with Al as my tanto. And I don't even need a mask. Oh, boy. Oh! And, uh, bad boys, what you wanna, what you wanna do? Cops. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I just want to go back to April 1989 and live there. Yeah. yeah. Why well, is everything so good? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the number one film is Rain Man in its 16th, oh, its 16th week. It got number one spot again. Oh, my Man God. Yeah. Another fr- other films released was uh, The Rescuers got a cinematic re-release. And uh, Police Academy 6, City Under Siege. <laughs> and Time Inc. and Warner Communications merged to form Time Warner. Who would have a little hand in the wrestling business at the end of the millennium, which we will someday get to. Yeah. Someday. someday, eventually. Someday. Maybe when we're in our 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was Halftime History in 1989. That was a pretty fucking good Halftime yeah, History. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's definitely the best. Black yeah. film! Take <laughs> <laughs> it down to the paradise city where the girls yeah. are and the girls are pretty. I want you to take me home. <laughs> yeah, good tunes. Belgians all around, yes. really. Back to the wrestling. No? Okay. <laughs> God. Match number eight is the Brain Busters, Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Oh, ah, yeah, against yeah. Strike Force, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. I fucking love their hair. I hate their hair. We had excellent entrance music in the Fabulous Rougeaus. Yeah. These lads have arguably the worst entrance music there's ever been. And I'm including right to censor in that. Mm. <laughs> well, great hairstyles. Two grey hairstyles, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, two of them. Two of them so grey hairstyles. 12. 12. Yeah. Of the What's the record? 17? 17, I believe. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think it's let's say 17. Um, before we get into this, are you disappointed we didn't get to see the blow off of the Rockers versus the Brain Busters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. remember, yeah, they, the were build, remember they were kind of building that Survivor Series and then the Rumble, they kind of eliminated yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. They wrestled on an episode of Saturday Night's main event. And it ended in a double count out. And then that was the end of it. <sighs> That's a bit disappointing. That is a bit disappointing. Yeah. I wanted a big whopper WrestleMania match. Yeah. They would have. thing about it is, though, do you think, I, I don't think WrestleMania means as much back then as it does now. No, it doesn't. You know? it's, ba- it's basically about the celebrities and the world title. Yeah, That's yeah, generally, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not. No, like you're, you're right. Like, but yeah, it still had... is disappointing, though. I would have loved to have seen that match. It feels like they had storylines for, like, the three title matches and everything else was just kind of thrown together. Yeah. There, there is no real story to any other match. But is there a story to this one besides the one we'll get into after? Besides the kind of... Um, no, well, the whole idea is uh, Rick Martel had been off telly for about six or seven months. Yeah. With a kayfabe injury, he was actually back in Canada because his wife was ill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he was looking after her. So this is their kind of forced... Yeah, when was the last again. time we saw Strike Force? Uh, we saw Tio in the Rumble. Yeah, 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 and oh, he was he was at Survivor Series. But remember, we were saying, well, why didn't they get Rick Martel instead of fucking Scott Casey? Yeah, well, that yeah, was the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Martel uh, was, of course, of course, kayfabe injured. So, but it's a good story in this. We'll, we'll get onto it when we, yeah. mm-hmm. when we get to the end. So yeah, Tully and Martel start out, and the Brain Busters are quick to cheap shot Martel, resulting in a four way brawl and with strike force, double drop kick, and the Brain Busters out of the ring. Martel wears Anderson down with a test of strength on the floor. And Aaron counters with a body scissors only for Martel to counter that into a Boston Crab. That body scissors was so fucking... I didn't like that at all. It look, see, it looks a bit... I don't mean to be derogatory, but it looks a bit gay. Yeah, it, it looks like he was being... Like, he yeah. was riding them. Like. like, they wouldn't do that now because obviously with the advent of MMA, that position is like... There's a lot more you can do. Yeah, people know. Do you yeah. know? <laughs> but yeah, the body scissors was a bit... But I like the way they converted it into a Boston, into Boston Crab. crab. Which is something crazy. that like, you, don't, you rarely you see a Boston Crab with these pay-per-views. I think like, that's Martel's finish. Well, it becomes his finish for some stage. Yeah. yeah. 
Tully quickly comes in to break it up. Another four-way brawl, and Strikeforce put the Brainbusters in a pair of figure four leg locks. That was pretty that was cool. cool yeah, 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 it was very nice. In the middle of the ring, it only broke him when Aaron reaches over and rakes Santana's eyes because he's the legal man. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if Aaron gives up, but it's t- Tully. I thought that was a nice little touch. They try to double team Santana, but he fights back and gets a near fall from a small package on Tully. Then Santana goes for his flying forearm finisher, but Tully ducks and he cracks Tio. Oh, sorry, Tio cracks Martel, who rolls to the outside. So the miscommunication allows the Brainbusters to take advantage and they beat up Santana. Santana almost comes back a handful of times, but the Brainbusters cut him off continuously. Arm climbs the turnbuckles, but Tito reaches up and slams him off into the middle of the ring to a pretty decent pop, I thought. He finally makes it to his corner, but Martel, still feeling the effects of the flying forearm earlier, turns his back and leaves, pissed yeah. off. So back in the ring, Anderson hits his patented spine buster. Tito tries to fight back, but he's too beat up and falls victim to a vicious-looking spike pile driver oh my in the middle God. of the ring. Giving the Brainbusters the victor- victory at 9 minutes and 17 seconds. I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed it as yeah. well, to be honest. I yeah. thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah, it was um, It was action-packed. It had a re- like The re- reasoning behind it was the story of... So the Strike Force haven't tagged in a while, so they might be a bit rusty, and they obviously were because they ended up... You know, Tito ended up forearm and Martel... He got pissed off, and now we're going to see Martel do a heel turn. I do think that there could have been a little bit more of a kind of uh, lead into the to Martel yeah. fucking off, you know, because it was it was it really made him. I know he's a he's got he's doing a heel turn, yeah, and he's gonna and he's gonna come across like a fucking child, like yeah, you know. Yeah. But it really felt like okay, it was clearly a kind of yeah, a, a rustiness or an accident, like you know. And yeah, like we haven't seen you in ages, like you yeah, know? yeah. So that that was that was the only kind of thing. That, yeah. uh, that but to be fair to him, like. Tito is a loser. He does. Yeah. He does kind of explain himself well in his promo, which we'll get onto. But I really, I, I thought it was action packed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, and it had told a pretty great. good story. Yeah, I yeah, went yeah. in with high expectations, and I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, it was good. I did think that it went on for a little bit too long after Martel kind of. Really, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that part of the match because, like, you knew obviously the Brainbusters were gonna win. When, yeah, of course. And it felt like they could win at any point, but they just wanted to physically well, dissect him. And yeah, they, it like, went off for what, about three minutes after he went? Uh, maybe two. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they hit the spine buster, but they didn't They didn't pin him after Anderson hit the spine buster. Yeah. They, like, they didn't. And Tito got, like, that was a fucking devastating yeah. looking spine buster as well. And got shots in, but then they kept... You the know, spike powder. Oh my God, dead. that was disgusting. I was thinking to myself afterwards, like, no matter what... That's a fucking terribly dangerous move to yeah. do. Like you know, even if your head like, is I mean, perfectly protected, like it's if it was Anderson and Tully Blanchard doing it, I'd feel safe as a baby in a cradle. Because a pole driver, it doesn't matter who's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Owen Hart is one of the best wrestlers ever, and he broke two cunts next to him. So yeah. uh, you know. Oh, oh shit! That was, a, that was a little creamy <laughs> yeah, one, wasn't creamy it? Creamy cracks. <laughs> a little lovely cat. That a creamy crack. Yeah, you heard me. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's my name for your ma, boy. <laughs> <laughs> After the match, yeah. Um, me and Gene interviews Rick Martel about leaving Tito. What kind of an explanation do you have for your actions out there? You left Tito Santana high and dry. 
You walked away from your tag team partner. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he just got what he deserved. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of him. You know, I'm sick and tired of carrying him around. You know, I was doing great when I was, uh, since I've been coming to WWF as a single wrestler. But no, Mr. Tito wants to ride my coattail once more. Ooh. But I'm sick and tired of him. I've been carrying him around for too long already. Wait a minute, Rick Martel. You're out of line. Strike Force was supposed to be a team, a team. I don't want to be associated with that guy. He's a loser. You saw his timing was way off. You're lucky that I'm being a gentleman that I am. I just walked off. I could have been a lot worse for you, Tino Santana. I think we've heard I'm enough. Tired. I'm Let's fed go up back with you. to you, Gorilla. I looked where he was like basically I'm a singles wrestler and I was putting this tag team with this fucking idiot like an No, not an idiot. With this loose hair. Oh sorry, He's loose, a hair. loose hair. Loose hair. I love the way like Martel is billed from Miami or somewhere, but he has the biggest French, French Canadian French accent Canadian. going. Like, yeah, it's yeah. great. But I like I like Martel and I'm looking forward to seeing the model gimmick that yes. he brings out. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. Pretty good. Tito, unfortunately, is He's a great wrestler, but he's so vanilla as a yeah a character. It's kind of I think my my favorite part about Theo is uh, Jesse Ventura calling him Chico, <laughs> and calling his uh, flying forearm the flying taco. Oh so my racist. god! So it's so racist. Well, he, hell. He, how long before he, the Matador shows up? About ninety three. Oh <laughs> my god! Can't That's wait. Such a racist gimmick. Hey, are you? You're a you're from Spain or something, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. the bulls. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, after this, we get a very long Piper's Pit segment returning oh Roddy Piper to the WWF. So, Howard Finkel takes a fortnight to introduce Roddy Piper. And it's not even it's Roddy, not Piper, Roddy Piper. It's Brother Love. <laughs> so, Brother Love comes out with his normal suit, but he's got a kilt on. He interviews an imaginary Roddy Piper and does... I thought it was a fairly fucking good impression. Yeah, it was very good. I thought that was pretty excellent. I'm going to put it in here, actually. I thought it was excellent. Rodney! Welcome to the Brother Love Show! He's not playing with a full deck. Look. Not bad. So next, some cunt called Martin Downey Jr. comes out. Who is that? Oh, wait, wait, you hear about this piece of shit? I did some fucking right. I, I read so up anyway, too. He was a singer and a talk show host who basically pioneered trash TV in the eighties. So he's basically okay. the Jerry Springer, Jeremy Coyle of the eighties, uh, and he seems like a real piece of shit. <laughs> so let me tell you about Martin Downey Jr. Right. So. <laughs> So in 1980, he ran to be the Democratic nominee for the presidency, but lost. That's fine. Good. He was sued for $40 million after bringing then-stripper Kelly Everett onto his show and calling her a slut, a pig, a hooker, a tramp, claiming that she had venereal diseases and banging his pelvis against horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in April of 1988, so that's a year before this, he was arraigned on criminal charges for allegedly attacking a gay guest on his show in a never-aired segment. In another lawsuit, he was accused of slandering a newscaster, a former colleague, and of indecently exposing himself to her and slapping her. Mm. He'd go on to have some... After this, he'd have some small roles in Predator 2 and Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation. Right. There you go. So, three weeks after this appearance, 
He was involved in an incident in a San Francisco International Airport restroom in which he claimed to have been attacked by neo-Nazis who painted a swastika on his face and attempted to shave his head. Some inconsistencies in Downey's account, e.g. the swastika was painted in reverse suggesting that Downey had drawn himself in a mirror and the failure of the police to find supportive evidence led many to suspect the incident was a hoax and a ploy for attention. Three months later, his TV show was cancelled. He filed for bankruptcy in February 1990. So in 1994, he returned to TV with a very short-lived show called Downey, which in one of the episodes he claimed to have psychic powers and that he was communicating with O.J. Simpson's murdered ex-wife, Nicole Brown-Smith. Well, this bloke. This uh, fucking bloke. Yeah. In 1996, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, but managed to live until 2001, when it killed him. <laughs> Are you surprised he has lung cancer? No. 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 How, ma- how many fucking cigarettes was he smoking? Well, how the fuck did Roddy Piper not cut his throat? Dude. I was like, Piper. I, I was, I, I was getting pissed off. I was, you <laughs> know, I was like, if someone did that to me, and I fucking, I, I smoke, like, you know, yeah, that to I me, would, I would be like, you fucking serious. At this point, he was like, uh, highly involved in like the smokers. The National Smokers, smokers Alliance, Alliance, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. It's a, it was a thing like, before, like, there was know, a great bit. He was basically trying to prove that smoking wasn't dangerous, and then he went to die. He even says that in the well, fucking... When he got diagnosed in 96, he flip-flopped. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, well, he lived for another five years, so yeah. he, like, campaigned against it. He says that in the thing, though, he's It's healthy yeah. for it. It's healthy for it, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love yellow skin and wrinkles. <laughs> so, Brother Love and Morton go back and forth, including Morton lighting up a cigarette. I was like, when he lit up the cigarette, I was like... I was surprised that he was running to the. Th- you like never the- see that. You never, never see, see it that. anywhere. So then the real Roddy Piper comes out, tells Brother Love he has childbearing hips and <laughs> Betty Davis knees. <laughs> so then Brother Love he rips off Brother Love's uh, kilt and he legs it. So then yeah, Piper and Downey go at it. Oh, this is what I have written here in bold letters. I really, really, really wanted Piper to kick his fucking. Yeah, teeth same in. here. Yeah. So then uh, he says, "All right, go give us one of them smokes." And when Martin Downey turns his back. Piper takes out a fire extinguisher and sprays him with yeah. it. I don't think that's a good enough. No, uh, definitely not. Come up like apparently, Martin Downey Jr. did though. Apparently, he chased after Piper and was ready to legit go. Yeah. Did he not know the fire extinguisher was coming out? No, he did, but he like he would took offense to how much was sprayed directly into his face. He thought it was going to be just like a oh, little. Oh, well, I think Piper probably. Did that took ex- yeah. like he, he said, fucking like, there was Piper a bit was as like, well where he, he stuck it right between his legs and was fucking yeah, firing yeah. it for fucking ages. I'd, like, say, po- I'd say he was meant to just go, but Piper was like, this Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but like, your man is like, was apparently a high school or a college wrestler, and he, like, if you, if you watch it, he is like, oh, he's not selling to, it at all, no, he's running I've up the ramp to, to try yeah, to catch yeah, Piper. Yeah. Like, but even in saying that, I'd say Piper would, oh, oh, yeah, I don't care if he was a college wrestler. If you smoke like that, you've got no lungs. Yeah, and you're going to have no stamina whatsoever. Piper's going to just box you in the yeah. teeth. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. According to me and Gene, we've been fucking really waiting for us. <laughs> is the No Holds Barred trailer. Oh. Hey. Are you looking for a little escape? Want to see something? This is you don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. 
Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. God. Do you not think that movie looks fucking unreal? I don't know what that... I don't even know what that film's about. Like, what it's I about Rip. Rip and Zeus, for know, fuck's sake. I know, Dave. yeah, I know. And I imagine it's like they form some sort of rivalry and they end up having a, a real fight in some sort of, like... Is it looks like an octagon? Yeah, I think. Well, that, don't six don't you ring. worry, don't you worry. <laughs> that film field will will. Tr- well, we're gonna review that, lads. Oh yeah, we'll and then, yeah, yeah. then it turns into a, a real life. Field. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Zeus, the character, gets offended that he had to lose to Hogan On in the film, in a fake film, and now wants and to fight wants him in real him. life. So they have a SummerSlam main event. Well, he, oh, tag, well, he that, tags with Savage. Yeah, it's and, a tag team match, yeah. but still. Well, that's actually, that's no, almost a little bit fucking made no, it, isn't it? Like, but um, the actual film was shown on pay-per-view with a match. Yeah. So if we can get my hands on the match, we'll watch the match too. It's actually Zeus and Savage versus Hogan and Beefcake in a steel cage. Holy shit. It's probably terrible, but it'll probably yeah. be deadly. Well, like, yeah. Zeus, Zeus had, like, no training. But as well, apparently he's only like 6'2 in real life. Oh, but they make him look taller than Hogan, so he must have been wearing some serious lifts. Oh, definitely, yeah. So Sean Mooney is now in the crowd with one Donald J. Trump. Mm. Uh, what did you make of his little interview, well, Donny? Uh, the only thing he was fucking concerned about was the amount of people in New Jersey, oh, in, yeah, in yeah. Atlantic City. He basically like, was know. saying, so much money in New Jersey, yeah. so much money in my casino. It's a real boon, yeah. it's a real boon. And, yeah. he, and uh, Sean Mooney's like... Uh, I, I might lose a few dollars here in um, in New Jersey yeah, before yeah. I leave. He's like, well, I hope you do. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> give me all your money. Yeah, give us all your money. So we get a recap of the Mega Powers angle. We won't go into that until we get to the main event itself. And then we get a Hulk Hogan interview, which is probably the best he's ever done from what I can... Yeah, he didn't seem as coked no. out of it as no. he would have. Because even in his eyes, his eyes were fairly kind of like Yeah, but normal. I thought it was just a, like, from what he was saying... It made sense. Oh, he went a bit mad towards oh, the end. Oh, he did towards like, the end. He was going on about Donald Trump and all yeah, that. Yeah. But he what? did. Not even Don- Mr. Trump. What? What is his obsession with the Trump towers and the Trump plaza oh, no, well, falling into the ground well, and him needing to save everyone? Why well, does that need to happen all the time? Well, the mega powers are going to explode. Yeah. So they need <laughs> it's to get a massive some, explosion, man. He needs... It's, it's, is he going to need to put someone on his back and it's swim like, them it's to like, save yeah, him? It's again, like or? two Nagasaki's. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. So that's what uh, he's... <laughs> you know, that's why they had to get the seismologists out. <laughs> seismologists. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> I know it is, but what are they? He also calls him um, Randy Savage mother. Found out one thing, Macho Man. You're not a believer in the demandments, mother. Brother, you're a cheap shot. Did you cop that bit? I. He was like, and then what are you gonna do? Oh yeah, mother? instead of brother, yeah, brother. Yes, I cop that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Like, <laughs> instead of just keep going, he actually stops and goes and corrects brother. himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't believe Randy Savage gave birth to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I can see it. I thought it was a decent promo. It was alright for Hogan. For Hogan. Yeah, for Hogan. It, it was. It was more like kind of. I think the 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 only reason why I didn't kind of get sick after it was because um like it wasn't for most for the most part it wasn't like you know it was actually like coherent. Actually, yeah, yeah, of course. Know? And the sentences made sense when they yeah, were yeah. together. Yeah. So match number nine is Andre the Giant versus Jake the Snake Roberts with special guest referee 
big John Studd who has eyebrows that would rival that of Donald Trump. Mm, they, they are would, bushy yeah, bastards. Yeah. I liked his haircut. His haircut. Add that to the list. Of and haircuts. Jake's. I liked Jake's haircut. So that brings but, uh, it to 14. I wasn't actually talking about his haircut. I was going to say I like the fact that they have him in the striped t-shirt. Yeah, because yeah. I know Jesse just wore a fucking bleeding rhinestone cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, true, true. I like the way they had him in the team. It looked pretty good. Probably the only thing that looked good in this match. Right, so Andre grabs Jake the second he steps foot in the ring and rams his head into an exposed torn buckle, which was kind of I thought that was pretty cool. It was kind of sneaky yeah. that they did it while Jake was it entering. Yeah, Stud has absolutely nothing about it. Doesn't even mention it. They even um, call that on the yeah, commentary. They, they do, which is pretty good. Andre puts Jake in a chin lock, but Jake battles out and tries to get Damien out of the bag, but Andre grabs him and puts him in another chin lock, this time leaning against the ropes because he's so gassed and it's only about 40 yeah, seconds absolutely into the match. Wrecked. He is fucked. Poor Andre. Yeah. Stud doesn't bother trying to force a break, even though he's leaning against the ropes. Then Andre crushes and chokes Jake in the corner and now Stud is counting, but Andre keeps breaking just before the five count. Andre very slowly beats Jake around the ring. Jake fights back with the clothesline and Andre does his rope spot. You'd think he'd learn to not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, right, if I'm falling back into the ropes, don't reach over and I won't get caught and then they won't be able to batter me. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just comes across as a big fucking imbecile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, he's like fucking Lenny out of uh, of Mice and Men or something. <laughs> Crushing a fucking... Crushing children. A dog? In yeah, his hands. A ru- rabbit. A rabbit, yeah. Well, he crushes a child. Is that not the way they kill him? I thought he breaks a girl's neck. Was it a child at the end, was it? Yeah, he's brushing her hair. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he has okay, a snap her neck. You have to shoot John Malkovich in the back of the head. <laughs> That's the film version, anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to this fucking match. <laughs> Literature? It's, it's better than this. Yeah, I fucking hell. So, yeah, well, he's uh, trapped. Jake violently chokes him. And at this point, Jake signals for Damien. Jesse says, that's not fair. To which Gorilla replies... Yeah, well, Jake needs something unfair. You're the fucking face! <laughs> oh, anyway. It's ludicrous. Heenan helps Andre escape, and the giant floors Jake with a big headbutt. Andre puts a double nerve hold, which is the most boring of rest yeah. holds, on Jake before following up with another headbutt. Jake fights back, rams Andre's head into the exposed torn buckle this time. He barely sells it. <laughs> Still nothing done by Stud, and Andre chops Jake, sending him spilling outside the ring. Andre repeatedly prevents Jake from getting back in, and... Andre and Stud square off, giving Jake time to get Damien. As Stud tries to stop Jake bringing Damien in the ring, Andre rams Stud into the torn buckles. In all this commotion, Ted DiBiase turns up and steals Damien. <laughs> Jake then gives chase to DiBiase up the oil, and while in the ring, Andre headbutts and chokes Stud. Jake catches him halfway up the oil, gets Damien, runs back down to the ring, and because Andre sees Damien, he fucking hightails it. And then Jake Roberts is announced as the winner by DQ at 9 minutes and 44 seconds. <laughs> God. Off you go, fucking... I, I want to hear Dave's take on this now after what he said about Dino Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this was a fairly fucking, like, shite match, let's be honest. There was very little to to like about it, I well, thought. I found it more sad than... Mm. I, I thought it was... It was and Jake Roberts did nothing to hide the fact that Andre can't move. Yeah. yeah. He can't, he's immobile. No, like, but we said at WrestleMania 3 that Andre was, like, couldn't move anymore. And this two is years two later. years later. And he, like... And he's I wrestling full time. I think... Yeah. At this stage, obviously, Andre is just... If they're still going to use him, use him as an attraction. Has a, have him as a face. Let him just squash him, job yeah, away. He doesn't have yeah. to sell anything. He doesn't have yeah. to do anything. Because yeah. he's not able to do anything. And Even just having Brooklyn him as Brawler. a heel, like, it's yes. just... Yeah. 
it's it's unfair on him. It's unfair on Jake to put him in with him. The whole thing is. I mean, just he can't sad. even bump. Like anytime Jake hits him, he kind of just stumbles and leans on the on the rope yeah. and goes, "Oh my bits." He's gassed from the get go. Yeah, I, you know, he's pretty gassed from fucking walking down to the yeah. ring. It's it's a sad sight to see, isn't it? It's, yeah, no, it was, it was like like you said, it was quite depressing, really. Like you know, it was. On a positive note, this is the last time we'll ever see Big John Studd, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I was just thinking about earlier when what? I was watching this? I was thinking about Big Ron Stud. Who was that? Is he a porn star? Sounds like a porn no, star. No, uh, <laughs> it was supposedly Big John Studd's son, but right. not actually his son. He was a lad who was trained by him, and then he went on to become the Yeti in WCW. Of course. Yeah. And Yeti. Jesus, when you're thinking about bad big men, he would give uh, Andre the Giant a very good run for his money big at Ron this point. Stud yeah, oh yeah, God, he was, he was awful. Anyway, there you go. We'll see Just a random. Sorry, Oh yeah, I forgot a quote at the start of the match when they were making the entrance, and they're basically going on about the snake. Jesse was basically saying, "And oh, when he gets Damien out, you know what time it is." And then Gorilla goes, "Yeah, cardiac arrest time." <laughs> That's not a time you should. That yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> there shouldn't be a time. Well, like, poor Andre had supposedly had a heart attack yeah, in storyline. That's Gorilla, kayfabe, though. Gorilla yeah. just like is basically slagging this lad's near death experience. Yeah, yeah. Cardiac arrest time. Alice. What time is it? It's time for cardiac arrest time! <laughs> oh, God. After this match, Sean Mooney is in the bleachers with some fans who say Jake is the best, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 that's Gorilla is a bit of a prick on in the cheap seats. He's like, yeah, why don't you just insult yeah, the fucking Yeah, they need binoculars fans. to see yeah. from there. But, like, just call them cheapskates. Yeah, why don't you? Like, fuck's sake. He's yeah. really off off yeah. this one. He's a, yeah. he's a full-blown heel, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway... Uh, Tony Siobhan <laughs> is backstage with Sensational Sherry do you know this is really weird because I know a couple called Tony and Siobhan who are getting married soon deadly tell them to have a WCW themed wedding yeah <laughs> neither of them inter- are interesting but I'm just going to give them a photo of Tony Siobhan and just go this is you <laughs> yeah. this is your son yeah. <laughs> from the past he interviews he interviews Sensational Sherry she's weird on her promos the same thing that she did back at fucking was it Rumble when she did that promo before yeah. the like what she says is good but she pauses at all the wrong moments <laughs> yeah. like she's like I am gonna beat y- you and you know what she, her actual words are good I think yeah. what, I don't know yeah no I agree with you yeah, I think yeah. the delivery of the lines are it yeah. leaves a bit to be desired I but what she says is decent yeah. Yeah. there was a nice bit of foreshadowing I thought where she started talking about Miss Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth yeah. the, I would have preferred like I don't know why they had Rock and Robin singing the song and her getting this interview, I would have preferred a women's title match because it was like Sherry's alright, Rock and Robin's shit, but it would have been no worse than a handful of matches on this card anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. but after the last women's match we saw, are you really surprised? No, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> it was, you know. it was, I think that match probably was worse we than killed anything. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Right, anyway, match number 10 is the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine versus the Heart Foundation. Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Ammonoid Hart. I liked that Jimmy Hart changed his attire. Yeah. To yeah. go with the kind of, you know, music thing of the honky tonk. Yeah, they weren't rhythm and blues yet. Not but yet. He's still, Not yet. He, he was still rocking the he music still, thing. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Put him down. Mm, that's 15. Mm. Shit. Brett Hart. No, no just long hair. Brett Hart long has hair. long hair. Unfortunate. He's on, you can tell Bret Hart's on the proper juice at this stage. Yeah. Because he's a little bulker. Yeah. Like when he's a world champion, he's not that big. No. It's weird, isn't it? Like, when, he, when he does the pin at the end, his fucking pecs are massive. His pecs are fucking huge. But yeah. Anyway, enough bloke boners. Yeah. 
Speaking of bloke boners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, where this is going. <laughs> I, to say. I want to hear it. Jim the Anvil Neidhart's fucking dropkick for a man his size is unreal. Jeez, the speed of it. Yeah. And like yes. how fast he gets up after right. it. Holy shit. I know, you're right. going to get into no, that. No, 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 Let's talk about that. Yeah, so Hitman and Honky start off and Hitman unleashes a flurry, move, flurry of moves on Honky Tonk who quickly scarpers and tags in the hammer who also fall victim to another flurry of offense from the Hitman. Hitman tags the anvil who makes his presence felt entering the ring with a great looking slingshot shoulder block and the heart foundation that was it was like a fucking that was fantastic probably spot of the night for me to be yeah. honest like that was amazing they were kind for of for a lad hit like over 300 the size pounds. of them like yeah. you know it was really good <laughs> that was excellent so the heart foundation beat up on Valentine for a little bit until Brett misses an elbow drop off the second rope and the heels take control they tag in and now taking a turn to beat on Brett Honky hits shake rattle and roll his swing and neck breaker finisher in the centre of the ring but instead of going for the pin, he tags in Valentine. Valentine sets up the hammer jammer, which is that shin pad thing he has to make the figure four uh, more painful. Yeah. And he goes for the figure four, but Brett grabs a handful of hair and escapes it. Valentine still manages to cut him off before he can make the tag to the anvil. The heel stay in control for a little while longer, but Hitman finally tags the anvil, who comes in on fire, unleashing drop kicks and shoulder blocks. Left, right, and centre. Literally just knocking them down. Yeah. Just like fucking What did you make them. of that the fucking hot tag? Absolute pace of. I'd say it's the best hot tag out of all those tag team matches. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And you don't expect it out of Anvil. No. No. He but, fucking flies around. Yeah. It's dead. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. yeah. He gets a, a handful of near falls off all that. And then Brett tags back in. This time he hits the elbow off the second on Honky Tonk, followed by a lovely suplex for a two count. Valentine distracts the ref while Honky Tonk is crawling over to get Jimmy Hart's megaphone. But Anvil intercepts, tosses the megaphone to Brett, who levels Honky Tonk in and gets the pin at 7 minutes 40. Pex bulging. Bulging Pex. Bulging Pex. And again, I thought the pinfall was just broken up before the three count. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah. As, it wasn't as blatant as the No, show definitely not as blatant as yeah. that one. But yeah, the refs obviously were like just being a bit lenient on the old three counts today in tag matches for some reason. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah, I like this match too. I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it was the best tag team match out of all the tag team matches but it was up there it no. was definitely top few because uh, top few was four of them you need to uh, pick one was there not like seven it's four tag team matches I think there's five. Oh, maybe there is four. Rockers I'm pretty sure every Rockers second and, match uh, Twin Towers yeah um, Demolition and Powers of Pain yeah. Bushwhackers and Bushwhackers and Bushwhackers and Bushwhackers and this one this one and then there was one before there was one in between Brain Busters and Strike Force yep five Five, five, yeah. I'd say Brain Buster Strike Force was my yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this I think this is a second. close second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just even to have five tag matches on a WrestleMania shows how deep that tag division, division was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg the Hammer Valentine also bumps in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually, when he gets drop kicked by both Bret Hart and Anvil, he, he, he takes, takes them a bump. Like a he doesn't bump. do that. He doesn't do that timber bump. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank fucking God. Warrior Rick Rude feud. So Rick Rude won at the Slammies. Rick Rude won the Jesse the Body Award, but obviously Jesse being the fucking heel, it was biased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had a super pose down at the Royal Rumble, 
And uh, Warrior, well, Warrior won in those fans' eyes, not this fans' eyes. In those fans' eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And Rude obviously pissed off, used his pump up bar and fucking cracked Warrior in the head. Beat the shit out of him. Went to town on him. And it looked really stiff. It looked really stiff. So that's where this kind of match came from. And I like this feud so far. I know they've only had that pose down and I wasn't a big fan of the pose down, but. It's two very memorable characters who are quite opposed going against each other. It works really well. This is match number 11 and it's for the WF Intercontinental title it's the champion the ultimate warrior versus challenger ravishing Rick Rude Rude cuts his typical promo before the match and he unveils his tights which have the Intercontinental oh, belt so airbrushed good. on them which is fucking dead and the warrior on the back on his arse as well I don't think I got that yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking it's dead. the warrior making a stupid face yeah. as well it's not just the warrior it's right true. on his arse but I like the way he does that for every show and every yeah. feud it's, it's perfect well we could talk about the haircuts, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dos muletas. Dos muletas, yeah. There's up to 17. Oh, six, 17? Yeah. Is it 17? Yeah, we were on 15. I think we're going to get a new record. Oh. Holy moly. <laughs> Probably because they put on a million matches. Yeah. Anyway. So Warrior comes straight at Rude, who tries to knee Warrior, but Warrior still has the belt on and Rude injures yeah. the knee. Oh, I like that. What a fucking great spot. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. And he sells the knee for the entire match. Yeah. yeah. Warrior man ha- like proper manhandles Rude, hurling him around the ring like a rag doll, and cinches in a bear hug. Yeah. Bear hug. This was the bear hug that broke the bear's back, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> For me. Yeah. I was like, I cannot I can't another bear hug. Like, I can't right. no, but even the side the like the size comparison between the two yeah, of them. They're like, very you know, similar bodies. You know, I know yeah, I know yeah. Warrior's much kind of wider. But yeah. still but they're like, very similar in size. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Rude escapes with Pokemon Warrior in the eyes and hits him with a brilliant looking missile dropkick right in the mush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nice. fantastic. But it doesn't even get a one count. Warrior goes back to manhandling Rude with some big slams before going back to the bear hug. Rude tries to escape with the eye poke again, but the ref stops him. I thought that was a nice little thing. Yeah. Keep going back to fucking poking the lad's eyes. So Rude instead opts to bite the warrior's face to escape, and the warrior immediately responds with a bite of his own. I thought that was fucking <laughs> yeah, good. It was fucking good. Like, yeah. It was like. We said one of the other pay-per-views sting bit someone and we were like, yeah. he's a face but it suits his character. Yeah, and it's yeah, the same yeah, with yeah. Warrior. You're yeah. kind of expecting to be it, biting you, lads. You bit me, so I'm going to fucking bite yeah. you. Yeah. 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 It's fucking good. Uh, Warrior hits a big back body drop and goes for the ultimate splash but Rude gets his knees up. Rude hits a pile driver, a fucking sweet looking yeah. pile mm-hmm. driver at that, right in the middle of the ring but he is so fucked from Warrior beating on him he can't capitalise and he has to crawl over and he only gets a two count from it. He gets another couple of near falls before clamping on a rest hold. Warrior makes it to the ropes and starts firing up doing his trademark rope shake and starts a comeback. He hits some hooves before botching a rib breaker. <laughs> sending oh both men God. tumbling into the ropes. Yeah, it was bad. That and he was me, doing so well up until that. That to me looked like he was blown up. Well, I'll give it, like, I'll give it, he was doing a double rib breaker. So he hit the rib breaker. And then he, was he, tried, he tried to lift him up again. So he's obviously in a lunge position and he's picking up a 200 and something pound man. That's hard. But do you not think well, he's, he's the ultimate warrior? That, and he's like, blown up. That's why he couldn't lift him again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if he just, if they did that at the start of the match, he could probably do it three or four times. Exactly, you know yeah. I mean? Anyway, yeah, they told me. It was, that was a really fucking obvious botch. Like, you know. Yeah. But they recovered from it nicely they did, they with did. the clothesline and oh, stuff or whatever. Was it a clothesline? Yeah, yeah, warrior throws Rude into the corner, but then he misses the splash in the corner. Rude grabs him into position for the Rude Awakening, but Warrior powers out and hits a short-arm clothesline. Clotheslines Rude over the top rope, goes to suplex him back in off the apron, but while he has Rude in the air, Heenan grabs his feet, causing Rude to come down on top of Warrior, 
and Heenan hauls onto the foot and Rude gets the three count and becomes the new Intercontinental Champion 9 minutes and 36 seconds I enjoyed this match I pretty, would say really, really good. this is one of the best Warrior matches you're ever going to see mm-hmm. um, and like it is the fight he's carried to fuck by Rude oh he's oh, to- yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. like especially at this stage Warrior yeah, yeah. is fucking awful but like his character is so strong the crowd's so into him that Rude only has to do a certain amount to get a reaction as well, which helps this match. And Rude was doing a fucking fantastic. And he was he leaping was... into the corner, being thrown, and like even you know, it even was the amazing. bit where Rude gets up when Warriors down, he tries to do the swivel the hips, but he can't. He has to sell his back. Yeah, that, he like... was an absolute bumping and selling machine. Yeah, he, in this. Like... he fucking when Warrior slammed him, he like it was like he kind of pressed himself off the mat to yeah. get a bounce from the slam, and when he pushed him back in the corner, he. Hurled himself yeah, like, oh, yeah, up in the air and back, back down. Like his back, his knee from like that knee in the belt. Yeah. He fucking it's all the small masterclass, details. absolute yeah. masterclass of uh, getting battered. Uh, uh, a masterclass in lovely cans. That's a masterclass in a lovely can. Uh, yeah, no, but I I thought that this was good. Very so it was good. very good match. Very enjoyable. Like it's, really good for a warrior match. And I th- like, but I think this is what a match being good should come down to it. it's like where you entertain yeah. watching exactly it. and the answer is yes, yes I fucking was yes. was the crowd yeah. into it the crowd were fucking like, yeah, mental they, they popped earlier but this is the first time they fucking blew their load yeah, pop, and they were yeah, like yeah. fucking warrior and they were, <laughs> they were fuming when he lost warrior was very well protected because that finish well now obviously in 2017 I've seen that finish you know 50 times, times yeah. it wasn't that Common then, yeah, like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and I also like to think during the match they cut to Heenan and you see him like being all sketchy, yeah, in his pocket. His, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, foreign object. I was thinking like yeah. a but I think brass that was, knuckle or something. Yeah, brass knuckles or something. And I think that was the idea they were giving you. They were trying to swear you thinking yeah. he's going to try and use it, but then he doesn't. He actually just physically gets yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how does the ref miss that? <laughs> he like if you actually look on the replay, you can see the ref, but like he's looking at it as he turns around yeah. and then. Turns his back to do the three camp yeah. wrestling. Oh, I know, yeah, but, but like obviously, just picking holes, like small inconsistencies. Yeah. Um, like rude feet are like outside the ring. I think so he, far when he do pins him. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like perpendicular because he comes down from the suplex like he turns. No, but he's it. like he's so like it's not just like his feet are under the ropes. They're oh, no, under mean, the ropes are you and about, outside. Are you talking the... about warriors' feet? So you said rude's feet. You mean warriors' feet? Sorry, warriors' yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Because Heenan's holding it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, should that really be it? <laughs> no, but that happens. But they need the field to keep going. Oh, yeah, there. no, obviously. For fuck's sake. It's wrestling there, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, no, like, I'm just saying, it's just like, oh, no, when you're looking at it, it's like, how yeah, is the ref missing fine. this? Because he's a fucking ref. I know. Wrestling yeah. refs are fucking ages. I wonder what, like, I wonder if wrestling would have been the kind of as successful as it has been in the 90s and the 2000s and so on. Yeah. If there were fucking arseholes like us Oh, criticizing all the performances. Well, it's because it wasn't yeah, because smart marks were basically non-existent. They didn't then. exist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If smart marks exist in the eighties, the boom would have never happened. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been this is fake. This is stupid. Well, like you know, wrestling might professional wrestling might still exist the same way. Like fucking, I mean, like circuses still exist unless you're a fucking you know circus lay. But I'm talking about like you know traveling, yeah, yeah, fucking, traveling circus, Whereas they yeah. would have. Which is basically where uh, wrestling comes from, is the circus. The carnival. Carnival. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But like, people don't go to that anymore because it's fucking shit. Yeah, it's shit, yeah. yeah. Unless you go to pay 150 quid to go see Cirque du Soleil somewhere, but that's about it. Like, I, I probably, I, no, I would have done I, that. I, I don't know if I'd pay like, 150 quid. $150, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's in Vegas. Like, ah, you're going to go to one of them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that if it was in the fucking... The, the, the tree, tree arena or something. Yeah, yeah. 
But back to the point. <laughs> no, we're talking about Cirque du Soleil. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, all that flippy shit, man. Yeah, yeah, into that. yeah Jesus, fucking athletics, Jesus. But the, like, Cirque du Soleil actually has a lot in common with wrestling. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's a story being told with a lot of flippy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we should start the Cirque du Soleil podcast. <laughs> That'd be very expensive, having to go yeah. to like, Vegas and watch the seven or so that are on the Vegas trip and then go to like Disney World and watch the one at Disney World. Then I don't know where the rest of them are. They just give out about all their gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> this lad was a fucking... It wasn't believable. Oh, no. <laughs> this lad was a clown, but he wasn't even funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Where oh, were you going anyway before that? Oh, Sorry. No, I, was, yeah. I was just saying, like, I really enjoyed it, but the, I, I, I enjoyed the idea of the finish, but I just felt the ref was a bit sloppy the way he executed it. Must be the ref better. watching his position. Yeah. No Teddy Long. Oh, no Teddy Long. He didn't run a tight ship at well, all. Well, if, no. if Teddy Long was... Teddy wrong. If Teddy wrong, Teddy right. <laughs> well, that, ref, that ref should be called Teddy wrong. If he Teddy, would have just restarted as a tag match. Would have been grand. Yeah. yeah. If, Teddy long, if Teddy long was refing that match, then they wouldn't have got the finish they wanted. Yeah. Warrior would have won. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I have a tag match, player? Okay. So after that match, oh, Rude fucking legs it with the belt, and he leaves fucking uh, Heenan on his own with the Warrior, who oh, hits him with my God. the bogeyest military press drop yeah, you've ever seen like he literally gone. Heenan hits off the warrior's back on his way down it's fucking Jeez. awful it's like it's not good I'd yeah. say he was in bits and then he has to wrestle the match oh no, boy like I'll get on to the, I'll get on to that when we get to that match but I think they shouldn't have done that spot no definitely not no. next match is unfortunately match number 12 to soften the blow of that match I'm gonna do this lads I'm gonna be 100% honest oh, with you sure, can is opening <laughs> It's a lovely yeah, can. We still heard it. It's a lovely can. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It's a lovely can. <laughs> what were you going to say? I, I, I kind of lost interest for these next two matches. Oh, do, you think anybody, do you think anybody in the world had interest in these? Especially this one. I know like, like you've just had a big title actually, change. The, the one after this actually has a build to it, which is weird. Yeah. No, like... Title change, and you want to bring the crowd well, down bring the a crowd, little bit before you bring, you bring you out the main event. You don't need to bring them to the point where they want to leave. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I want them to turn it off. This, I'm not gonna lie. this would have been the ideal time for a women's title match instead of these two pieces yes. of shit. Mm-hmm. Heard that? Heard that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> or an eight-man tag. Yeah. Teddy Long. Yeah, it would have been fun. <laughs> so, Jeremy Long. Match number twelve. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> match number 12 okay okay is Bad News Brown Bad News RM versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan so is this good news for bad news or bad yeah. news for good news bad news, bad news for, for everybody yeah, yeah. so Bad News attacks Duggan before he's even through the ropes Duggan fights back and drops Bad News with a clothesline prompting Bad News to leave the ring and head towards the back changes his mind halfway up the aisle and heads back to the ring while Duggan does his remedial ho oh, stick in the ring Anyway, Duggan slingshots Bad News back in off the apron and they take they basically just take turns punching and kicking each other. Duggan keeps doing his whole stuff to the crowd, but they don't give a shy. He, like, he doesn't realise you're in this match that no one's going to care about yeah. because it's the come down from the Warrior match. Bad News headbutts Duggan, who falls out of the ring. Bad News follows him out and whips him into the ring post. Back in the ring, Bad News goes for the ghetto blaster, but Duggan ducks and follows up with his three-point charge. Bad news spills outside. The crowd are finally hooing back. I think they've finally gotten into it. Maybe they all just went to Jacks afterwards. Yeah, and then they that's come exactly back. Yeah, what yeah. happened. I'd say. Bad news grabs a steel chair and brings it in the ring. And Duggan responds by grabbing his two by four, and they swing for the fences at each other, one another like a fucking sword fight, prompting referee Tim White to end the match in double disqualification. 
at a god sending three minutes and 49 seconds that felt yeah. like a good six minutes to me I was it felt really long pulling my hair out because I fight. knew it was three I'd, I'd seen the result that it was it was less than four minutes anyway and I was like this is definitely longer than the Blue Blazer but Mr. Perfect Match it oh, fucking yeah, yeah. dragged this was garbage yeah this was sh- shocking it was garbage shocking and that's all that, honestly, that's all I had to say about it it wasn't yeah, like it was it was why a mistake does, to put that match why, on the card why, why is Jim Duggan employed like bad news right so bad gonna, news gonna, has a, no he's actually not I don't think he's too bad I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest here bad news is obviously filling the token black guy card as oh, yeah. bad as that sounds it's unfortunately the truth in the 80s right yes 100% but he's also a very unique character in the whole thing of he won't tag team with other heels he's a fucking you know loner loner and it's not like, not like Baron Corbin not like this losing Baron Corbin oh I'm a lone wolf but then he's on the fucking Smackdown Survivor Series team or whatever you know what I mean like not that shit Baron Corbin just looks like a fucking uh, a like a, a shithead white early 20s fucking guy from Seattle or something like you know Baron Corbin looks like he'd probably <laughs> shoot up a skill because someone called him fat yeah there you go you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. whereas Bad News Brown looks like he is gonna give you bad news he will beat <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of you and then Zagori look the when Duggan the ghetto blaster. like he knew obviously <laughs> the ghetto blaster yeah. Not the not sorry, the Instagram. Sorry, not the Instagram. Is it is it the third? It is, yeah. No, it is a ghetto blaster. <laughs> but the because, name, he, right. because he knew Duggan was mi- was gonna duck it, yeah. he fucking put Went everything it. into yeah, it. Do you yeah. know that way? And it looks cool. The only thing that looks cool in this match. Yeah. So Referee Tim White mm-hmm. later would go on to have like an angle where he continually was trying to kill himself. Yeah. That's... Do you think this match had anything to do with it? <laughs> Do you think he repressed the memory for what? It was about 99. Oh, that, yeah. that angle was about 99. Yeah. So yeah, he, he had a dream one night and just woke up the next He repressed that memory like, ah! for 10 years. And then it, eventually it built up And so then he remembered it again it. and then went, shit, I ref that match. And then he tried to top himself. Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, I got the new DVD of WrestleMania fucking 5. Do you want to watch it, Tim? Yeah. Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's about my review of this yeah. match. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> it's the reason why Tim White wants to kill himself. <laughs> anyway, after the match, Duggan hits bad news. They both drop their weapons, start swinging digs, and Duggan hits bad news with an atomic drop, then hits him shittily with his 2x4. Crap. Then, unfortunately, the camera goes to a close-up where we see a massive fucking snot hanging out oh, of his nose. And Jesse Ventura doesn't make any fucking hesitation. Oh, and like, I'm glad he didn't even. Yeah, like, yeah, look yeah. at that fucking... Look at that horrible. That horrible. Yeah. It's disgusting. And Gorilla's like... Could I try to defend them having a snotty nose? Yes. No. He's like I'm sure you had a snotty yeah. nose during your career. No, for listeners here, it's not like, you know, you've got a bit of a cold and there's a bit like everyone's had a bit of snot run from the nose. Yeah. This is like someone you know when you go like a gollier <laughs> and like let's say like spat it on someone else's face. That's what it looks like. There's this yeah. big green gloopy ball all over his face. <laughs> and no, I want to make it as disgusting as it was because I had to look a fucking stupid Jim Duggan covered in snow. Yeah, so you yeah, have to yeah. hear that. <laughs> yeah, imagine. It makes him look even more mentally challenged. Yeah. And Jim Duggan. This big zoom in, one eye looking the wrong way, <laughs> sweaty and a big fucking lump of snot. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like the beta version of Eugene. Oh, jeez. Oh, it he actually kind of fucking yeah, is and all. It's bad. For a, a, a kind of different time. like you Yeah, know. they can't expressly say it, but they do. And he doesn't even have the decency to have a mullet. Like He just has long hair. Oh, oh, let's ask the question is it not a mullet? No. no. He's He's definitely, definitely, oh, I've got long hair. Like a fucking Egypt. I'm going to be cool asshole. and grow my hair long. No, you're not. <laughs> you're you're a fucking stupid. 
So next up, we get an interview where Mean Gene Oakland interviews the Red Rooster who fucking cock-a-doodle-doos. And uh, he bobs his neck as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's, no, the worst line is, like he says, after I beat Bobby Heenan, it's going to be a great night at the barnyard. <laughs> like, That's a great No, like Terry Taylor's doing his best with his fucking stupid gimmick. Yeah. It is a fucking stupid gimmick. Like, is he actually meant to be? Is he meant to be like a rooster? Does Vince fucking have a boner for this gimmick or something? Because like he like was if, over the past few paper, the WF pay per views, he's been pushing this fucking gimmick for like pretty heavily, like you know, for a chicken. Oh, he's probably he's probably ripping into like Terry Taylor must have shot on his fucking shoes or something. Yeah. He, he must have done something wrong, yeah. and he's like, it's fucking weird. Anyway, red rooster. There is actually a background to this one, in that like obviously we've seen Bobby Heenan was his manager, and that great little spot at Survivor Series. Where he's like backing up the Red Rooster, and then the second he gets eliminated for Survivor Series, he's like, never believed in him. Didn't like him at all. Yeah. <laughs> then on an episode of, I think, Saturday Night's Main Event, Rooster lost another match, and Heenan was fucking fuming, and he got in the ring and slapped the Rooster. So the Rooster gave him a, few, a bit of a hiding. So then Heenan challenged him to a match, but it was he picked the Brooklyn Brawler to face him, and on an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, the Red Rooster defeated the Brooklyn Brawler in like nine seconds. Like the match yeah. started, and he just put him in a small package and beat him. And if he won, he'd get a match with Heenan at WrestleMania. Is that why he was out for that match? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because cool. it was like, basically, he picked the brawler. And where if he won, if Rooster won, he'd get to face Heenan. And that's yeah. what happened. So, go back to that dodgy grill press drop that the Warrior gave him. Yeah. Does that not, in turn, make Rooster look... Like, uh, we all knew Rooster was going to beat him anyway. But does that not make him look a bit weak, beating up a lad who got bothered by the Warrior? Who's, who's not be... even a wrestler anyway. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's, a, that's a, an absolutely fucking excellent point in all fairness. Do you know what I mean? Does not make him look stupid. It's the like... stuff that... And this kind of, like, you know, it's the stuff that they just wouldn't have thought of back then, though. Like, it, it, no, if, you, if, you, no, like... if you look at storytelling in wrestling over, like, the, it, the it next 25 years, it gets so much better. Oh, yeah. I feel like they would have thought of it if it was someone they wanted to protect, but they just didn't give a fuck about the Red Rooster. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. I think yeah. so, yeah. Like, if that was, like, Hogan who was going to be facing him, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They would have no, thought about it. Yeah. They wouldn't have done it. So, I like the way Heenan's wearing a single-strap singlet like Andre. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, Heenan cowers in the corner, but it does nothing for him as Rooster just smashes his head into the turnbuckles. Rooster whips him to the opposite corner and lays in some right hands. Heenan reverses another Irish whip and charges Rooster in the corner. Rooster sidestep and Heenan fucking collides with the fucking steel ring post. Yeah, yeah. He he lo- because he bumps so infrequently. He when he bumps he, he fucking goes, yeah, bumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he collides with that fucking ring post shoulder first, and Rooster just pins him in thirty-one seconds. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Well, and then immediately after the match, the I literally brawler, looked away from this the brawler, match and it was over. Yeah. The brawler lays him out after it and I know Rooster stands up celebrating but the brawler floors you and he has a whopper mullet. Put that on the count. Yeah, that's, that's a solid mullet. That's a solid mullet yeah. with a red mohawk. Yeah, it's got yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up to 18. Um, new records. New records. <laughs> that's the Hall of Fame music. <laughs> <laughs> the mullet club. The mullet club, yeah. For, 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 for life. Mullet Club for life. Yeah. For, 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 for life. <laughs> um, yeah. There's nothing to say about this 31 second piece of shit. It's kind of interesting to see like the Brooklyn Brawler actually as a proper character because mm. obviously I only remember him as an absolute jobber. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, he lost to the Red Rooster in a shorter time than Bobby Heenan. Did. True. But, like, he was kind of like an actual character with a storyline. Whereas yeah. Yeah. that would never really happen I actually started really following him on Instagram recently and he's pretty sound. Steve yeah. Lombardi. Steve Lombardi, yeah. We'll see him millions of times. Before we get to the main event, 
Mean Jean interviews Miss Elizabeth and she is shocking. Yeah. She really she's, doesn't have any mic skills, doesn't she? Not? No. Which they're obviously, she's not like a Hogan or a macho who can just go out there and spew for hours on end. Like she definitely memorised them lines. And she speaks and she, with such a daintiness. No, the daintiness you know? I like. No, I know. She's a dainty yeah, lady. Still kind of fucking... She's blatantly learned those lines off and it's not good. She's not an actress. She's a, she's, no, no, <laughs> not, not at all. And then we get, so she tells us basically that she cares for both men. She's going to be in the neutral corner and, you know. But she tells us that in the least fucking, least convincing, convincing way possible. Way possible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like Brie Bella. Have you ever seen Brie Bella do a promo? Yeah, yeah. Why have I actually like, never seen Brie Bella do a promo? Oh, it's like, just Brie learnt Bella. off some... Learns off your lines and say them in the most robotic, least yeah. passionate way possible. So, Graham, how often do you watch Total Divas? I've watched, I'd say, probably three episodes of the entire five season run. Just randomly, I've seen them. Three more than me. Mm. Oh, you're so cool, <laughs> I don't watch Total Divas. I watched one episode of Total Bells. Did you? Yeah. Why did you do that? Because uh, it was the one about... Daniel Bryan having to retire. Oh, I was kind of curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very fair. So they have a, a show dedicated just to the two of them. Yeah, it's Over. like it's like Divas is still on though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like it's obviously the most staged thing possible because it's like six of them all living in John Cena's gaff. It's no, like John thing, Cena and yeah, Nikki, yeah. Bree and Daniel Bryan, and then they're six. Ma and, and John, John Laurinaitis. Um, so they're obviously put in that situation but it's kind of interesting because it's all built around like Daniel Bryan having to retire Cena coming back from surgery and Nikki Bella That's having the neck surgery that, but Harry Hill yeah. no, the, the thing I kind of see because it's but it's it's produced like an e-network show because it's that's why that's why that's, that's the only reason why I have I probably yeah. would have switched it on a couple no, times they, 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 to they, check it out. But they'll have the talking head bit, then they'll have a shot of outside the gaff with a little guitar riff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, did you go to the mall? Like today? a little uh, kind of right hand side yes, like thing yeah, underneath. Oh, like, ugh, it's so shit. Yeah. <laughs> After that, you get a weird bit with Tony Schiavone on his own. Uh, the locker room's empty. WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 he was trying to convey that the main event was oh, so no. important that everyone wanted to watch yeah, it but, but also, it was we've already bought the pay-per-view and we're three hours and 20 minutes in yeah yeah you don't need to sell it to us after tony shivani sends us back to the ring we don't actually go back to the ring we get sean mooney who was taking a quick poll in the crowd and they He's taking a quick there actually poll. is a few people who want randy savage to win little smart marks yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was just little people who followed the story and went like yeah, Hogan's and, uh, yeah Hogan's completely in the wrong yeah, yeah. Yeah. now speaking of which i'm gonna give the background here and it's just gonna come across that hogan is wrong yeah. before so, you give that background yeah. can i have a, a lovely a foreground oh, yeah, fuck, another what creamy one <laughs> you fucking creamy bastard anyway the final match the 14th match the main event is for the WF World Heavyweight title the champion is the macho man Randy Savage and he is defending against Hulk Hogan or Hulk Hogan, Hogan. <laughs> yes Hogan helped macho win the belt back at Wrestlemania 4 last year then at SummerSlam the Mega Powers beat the Twin Towers with help from Miss Elizabeth but you could see Savage wasn't uh, very happy with how close uh, Hogan and Elizabeth were at celebrating. At Survivor Series, Savage got his ass kicked for most of the match, but they eventually won. Hogan spent more time celebrating and showboating with Miss Elizabeth than he did with helping his friend. Hogan then asked Elizabeth to be his manager, which made Savage extremely jealous. Which, you know, relax mate, but also 
Hogan's a prick. Yeah, well, you know, you um, don't step on toes. No. And then when Hogan was in a match with the big boss man, the Twin Towers double teamed him and were going to attack Miss Elizabeth. This further angered Savage because Hogan had, like, put Miss Elizabeth in, a, in danger, essentially. At the Royal Rumble in January, Hogan eliminated Savage from the match, something he pled innocence to and said was an accident. My oh, arse. The, but the way he pled innocence was so, like, I'm not innocent at all. He was yeah. like, oh, I swear to God, I'm so innocent. And was, yeah, oh. Hogan is another awful actor. <laughs> to add to the list. Oh, he is. Yeah. It's like... He's over the top with his kind yeah. of goody, goody... Yeah, when he, when he, like, he brings Miss Elizabeth backstage, he's like, just, just say he's, she's not dead. Yeah. Be alive. The final straw was at the February edition of the main event. The Mega Powers were facing the Twin Towers. During the course of the match... Savage was thrown from the ring and crashed into Miss Elizabeth, knocking her out. Hogan brought her to the doctor's room in the back, but but this pissed Savage off even more as he felt slighted at the Hogan had left him on his own with the towers. When Hogan returned to the ring, instead of tagging his hand, Savage slapped him in the face and left Hogan to finish the match on his own. Back in the doctor's room where Elizabeth had regained consciousness, the two argued with Savage saying, Hogan wasn't man enough to ask for a title shot because he knew Savage would win. That's deadly. Yeah, like yeah, it was deadly. Can we just go back to that bump that Miss Elizabeth takes her Savage lands on it? I that actually, fucking I actually watched sick. that. I actually watched it before I watched this preview, and I was like, like out loud, I went, "Fucking hell!" Because she took a solid yeah. bump. Yeah, like, she really she did. did. Yeah. Fair play to her. Yeah, so we went back where Miss Elizabeth had regained consciousness. The two argued, saying he, he didn't want to ask because he knew he'd lose. And also, that Hogan was jealous of Savage and Elizabeth's relationship. He then floored Hogan with the belt with the cheap shot and hammered into him with punches before being pulled off. Then agreed to the match at WrestleMania Five. Then on another on an episode of Superstars, Mean Gene interviewed Miss Elizabeth, where she acted a bit better, but was still bad. And he was basically like, "Are you going to be in the corner of Hulk Hogan?" She said, "No." The crowd booed, and Savage comes out and he's like, "Yeah, that's right. She's going to be in my corner." Blah blah blah. And then Mean Gene goes, "Are you going to be in the corner of Randy Savage?" And she's like, "No." And then Savage goes mad and he's like, grabs her by the face and he's fuming. And then Hogan comes out. The two of them square off. And he's basically like, I'm going to be in a neutral corner. And that is where we are here. Okay, like Which you is... can kind of see why Sav- Sav- Randy Savage, Savage is coming across yeah. as the heel. But at the same time, no, like it's... His aggressiveness towards Elizabeth yeah. makes is that That's feel. where the heelish behaviour comes from. Well, Hogan is sticking his nose in, yeah. like, you know, where it doesn't belong. And yeah. his lusting eyes. Don't forget about those okay, lusting eyes. Those yeah. hokey yeah. lusting uh, uh, eyes. What do you call him? He calls him the luster. Yeah. He calls him the, the luster, luster instead of the hulkster. Yeah. God. So anyway. Not to mention the pukesters. The pukesters. The pukesters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Macho stalls for a while in typical heel savage fashion yeah, that we've seen before. The ring. They, they lock up and Hogan sends Savage flying across the ring. Savage steps out on the apron to gather himself again and there's massive Hogan chance starting. Gorilla flagrantly accuses Macho of slapping Elizabeth around in the dressing room. Look, I mean, we've seen him be aggressive. That's fair enough. Yeah. We, but he he flat out just says he battered her like yeah no like <laughs> yeah you can't really say that but also I know he throw he does throw across the room in that doctor's room on the main yeah event. but at one stage <laughs> later on like, just to show how much things have changed Jesse goes like well maybe she needs a punch in the nose that yeah, might be what's yeah. best she for could her. do with a punch <laughs> I, I um, miss that and I'm yeah. kind of glad I did yeah, and so like it's when they're outside the ring yeah, and Randy the, puts Miss Elizabeth in, in front, front of, to stop yeah, Hogan yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and like she, yeah no she, like Gorilla goes oh my god Hogan almost hit into Miss Elizabeth and then like he literally says yeah maybe she meet, needs a punch in the nose like, <laughs> if that happened today it, you'd get your oh, walking papers immediately fucking Twitter would be on fucking fire holy god anyway 
after that accusation, they do some chain wrestling sequences, but Savage keeps slipping outside to compose himself and damage Hogan's momentum. Hogan has had enough and gives chase until Savage hides behind Miss Elizabeth, as you said, yeah. and they give that horrible line. Back <laughs> in the ring, Hogan actually does some chain wrestling. Oh, and a little drop toe hold. Little drop toe yeah, hold. what the fuck? You're not in Japan now, Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was I was like, here, Hogan, relax, mate. You need to be shit. Will you be shit yeah. for a second? Yeah. <laughs> he puts Savage in an arm ringer, but Savage escapes with an eye poke, then follows up with an axe handle off the top for a two count. He walks over Hogan's arm with an arm bar. The Hulkster tries to power up, but Savage takes him down with a handful of hair. Hogan tries again. Savage grabs the hairs again, but Hogan counters by grabbing Savage tights and sends him sailing outside the ring. I took this is a point where the commentary gets absolutely fucking ludicrous. Why? Um, it's one of the monsoon fucking the mm. gorilla monsoon kind of. He does weird. make a good point because I was like, "What's Hogan cheating for?" And then I realised I was just becoming the heel mark because then Jesse, Jesse's like, "He grabbed a handful of tights," and then Gorilla goes, "Yeah, but if someone's Turn grabbing a handful of your hair, then you need to turnarounds, fair play." And then, I, and then I was like. Okay, he has a point there. No, well, no, maybe, maybe you're right, but at the if same time, you, you, that's outside yeah, of Hogan's yeah. character. It's all right to see Sting biting knuckles, or it's yeah, all right to see Ultimate yeah, Warrior doing that yeah. shit. But Hogan, like, he's fucking carrying fucking yeah. Miss Elizabeth back in his arms to because the because he's a fucking saint. And because he's, he's not, exactly. He's like, exactly. I am not interested in this beautiful woman. I'm just a really, really yeah, and there's nice a really guy nice guy. Who yeah, says yeah. His prayers. Like, like, I'm definitely percent not attracted to her. Yeah, no, I understand that. It's not his character. Yeah, that's what annoyed me about it. I did understand. And Gorilla made a good point of explaining why he did it, mm. but it's not usually Hogan's shtick. So, and I guess it just adds to the whole kind of um, Gorilla fucking defending shit that he should yeah. not be defending. Like but that you know, was a point where he was actually in the right. I'll give Gorilla. I that. don't know. No, but if, like if Savage was pulling his hair and he couldn't get out of the armbar, so like if mm. Savage's going to keep pulling his hair, well then he's like, fuck you, I'm going to cheat too, and then pull the tights. And you know what? It actually was a pretty nice move. It looked good. It did look. It looked <laughs> yeah. really good, but I still don't know. I still don't yeah. think it was. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Back inside, Hogan bounces Randy around, but the Macho Man counters with a back body drop attempt and latches on a rest hold. At this point, we see that Hogan's eyebrow has been busted open. Mm. I think that's probably was that a blade job or was it no, hard, hard way? Hard way. Yeah. I think it was. You know, when Randy had the armbar on, he had his knee on Hogan's face and was like rubbing the knee off his face. I think it might have just like fucking yeah walloped it a bit harder. Yeah. So the rest hold lasts a while, but the Hulkamaniacs. Or the pukesters. The pukesters, yeah. yeah they, pukesters. Help Ho- they help Hogan power out. He attacks Savage but misses an elbow drop. Savage takes advantage with a high knee to the back, sending Hogan face forced into the torn buckles and then rolls Hogan up with a handful of tights for a near fall. He whips Hogan from corner to corner and lays in some right hands. He then plays up to the crowd who respond with some loud boos. Slaps Hogan, which enrages the Hulkster, who lays into Randy and slams him over the top rope. That was fucking, fucking deadly. deadly. That, that was, was whopper. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I, I was sitting there, I was like literally holding my head. Oh, I was, was like, fucking so hell. Miss Elizabeth runs over to help him to his feet, but he shoves her off to another chorus of bills. The two men brawl at ringside, and Hogan picks up Savage to ram him into the ring post, but Miss Elizabeth stands in the way and won't let him do it. This allows Savage to capitalize, and he shoves Hogan into the ring post. Savage aggressively comes at Miss Elizabeth until the referee sends her back to the locker room and Savage back to the ring. I like the whole thing, is like she's in the neutral corner, but she loves Randy. But she's only Hogan's manager. Yeah, yeah. She, she loves she loves him like, so that's why she was like, "You're not gonna fucking put him in that ring. like, yeah, you know." And but I think that kind of made Hogan look like the prickest. Like, yeah, like you're gonna ram him into the ring post. That's dirty. Like, yeah. yeah, and like you were yeah. saying, that's not in well, Hogan is a cunt. But like, <laughs> Hogan is a cunt. That's not in his on screen character. Really, yeah, or exactly. Shouldn't yeah. be really. Yeah. So he sends her back to the locker room. Savage back to the ring. 
Savage hits an axe handle off the top to the outside, sending Hogan throw force into the guardrail. I like that. that like, I know it's not nice. fucking, you know. That was, stuff. like, that is this one of the first times, one of the, like, how many times have we seen him do that? Because he does that quite a bit after this. Like he, like that might the, be the second. In the 90s, he fucking does that oh, top rope to the outside yeah, axe yeah. handle thing. That's because everybody does it then. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. This, it's not a normal thing for the 80s. It's, it's Anyway, he hits him with that, dive into the outside, and sends Hogan throw forced into the guardrail. Back inside, he guillotines Hogan across the ring ropes, chokes him with his unwrapped wrist tape. Yeah, that sort of was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, that thought was pretty cool. He hits a beautiful flying elbow drop, one of the best that I've fucking seen. It's... Yep. So, yep. Do you not agree it was beautiful? Looking? That's lovely. It was... That whole sequence of moves leading up to that elbow drop was pristine. I thought it was oh, fucking it was fantastic. Fucking... Well, Hogan kicks The result out... of it Oh yeah, Hogan is what kicks wrecked out my two, head. Starts hooking up. He starts kicking out just after the ref counts yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And he completely knows the, pro- the entire this is, fucking sequence. This is the sequence. problem with Hogan. He telegraphs when he's kicking out yeah. because he puts his hands by his hips and he's, he's like, going to push woof. up. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't make it obvious. Like, he doesn't... His near falls are always blatantly obvious he's going to kick out. I know. I'm, I'm a little mark for the worry. But at least... In Warrior, he did that big massive kick out yeah. on Rude the first time, but then later in the match when he's really selling it, he like properly just barely gets his shoulder yeah. up at like two and seven eighths. Yeah. Hogan like that was definitely one of those counts oh, that should like have that been a really has, really near. Should have been. It should have been skin. They had yeah. made the fucking massive deal about it on commentary as well yeah. about how like oh as soon as he hits that elbow yeah. it yeah. is lights Although, out game over yeah. fucking Although matches that's a, that's a finished. Yeah. We've no, seen that course, two. Oh, we've seen that three WrestleManias before. No, of course, yeah, yeah but, but still, it still it was, devalues yeah. his finisher. Like and especially it wasn't even a fucking near fall. Nah, it was like. Well, I don't think Savage has that ego where he needs to protect his finisher because he's. no, it's not about. It's not about Savage. Savage's ego though it's yeah, about it's about the character yeah, no yeah. but it's about the character of Randy Savage like who's gonna fucking people are gonna watch Randy Savage delivering this elbow drop now um, and go Hogan kicked out that it's fucking nothing barely one, so one, why one would they take him serious I know that probably wouldn't be but it's a, it's, 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 I know it's, it impacts yeah. it you know what I mean so he kicks out anyway and starts hulking up doing the usual the crowd are fucking losing their bleeding shit over so he does blocks Randy's punch boom hits the big boot the leg drop the three count and wins the title for the second time the only only the second person to hold the title twice after yeah. Bruno San Martino that's 17 minutes and 54 seconds mm. tell me about it tell me how you feel I actually I enjoyed the match I, en- I, I did enjoy it I'll say best Hogan match we've seen up to this point 100% oh my god by a, by a country mile Wrestlemania event of the five best Wrestlemania main event main event of the five yep, yep. I, would, I would agree it. with that yep. as well yeah. it's very Accurate, yeah, so, very good. It was um, a very good match. It's just, it's just annoying that it, it was preceded by thirteen matches, yeah. where and I'd say only fifty percent of them were deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or no, at least some like, watchable, acceptable, yeah, yeah. watchable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like as a Hogan eighties match goes, this is stellar. fucking yeah. side headlock to reverse side headlock just dropped hole hole. Get the <laughs> boat, will you, Hogan? I thought, you know, I thought it was a like it was a great main event. Yeah. yeah. And it was a it was a, a deserving match for a deserving build up, if yeah. you know, or for a, for the build up yeah. that it was, and for the yeah. entire so, story. Yeah. Like, and they like they went in there with serious heat, with like serious kind of backing on them, and yeah. they delivered. They delivered in what like, like they, did, yeah. and they integrated every single aspect of the entire uh, storyline into it as well. With if Miss that was, the, if that was these days, they would have shook hands after. 
Yeah, Do you think so? Yeah. Depends on the character. No, I but think. I mean, you know, two friends, you know, I, I think they would have shook hands. But like, not like, you know, fucking breaking kayfabe kind of style thing. Or, yeah, that's yeah, sort of maybe, shit. You know the way, yeah, like, yeah. Triple H and Sting did. And that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. back then he was like, fuck you, Hogan. I'm not done with you, yeah. That's that's what I would have thought as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, you know. I yeah. did like the way they got rid of Miss Elizabeth because I feel if she'd still been there, she would have been obligated to celebrate with the victor. Yeah, that's, that's and that's what I was thinking going into the match. I was like, I wonder what's going to happen when this person wins or when yeah, this yeah. person wins. Like, is you she going to just like cut that other fucker to the wayside? But I think the fact that they got rid of her kind of made that easy to get like they didn't need to do that. Then and there were some whopper spots in this match as well. That, yeah. that fucking that slam, that over, slam the over the top rope, holy shit! I was I was like freaking out when I Fair saw that. I was, that was like, wow, that yeah. was amazing. That was great. Like to nitpick a little bit, if Hogan had just stayed in that pin for right. an another, extra another bit. It, that would have made my, it such a better match. It would have been like it re, for me. It like it, it it got brought it down a notch. Yeah, for me. Like, because what it, it should have done is it should have made all the Hulkamaniacs their eyes started watering because they, they don't. Know, yes, when Randy think it's gonna when Randy Savage climbs that top rope, you go shit. Yeah. So all those blamey kids in that crowd at that point going, oh no, he's fucking gone for the elbow drop. Hits the elbow drop. Then they have so they want obviously Hogan to move, but then he doesn't. So then you have to think shit. He hooks that leg. It should be one. To kick out, and should be they can, and then the they can like, still oh. do the fucking launch of it, oh, yeah. and you can still it. get up straight away, even without having to fucking telegraph uh, it at 2. one point nine or two point eight seconds. He can fucking launch Randy Savage, and he can still get up and do his all the way back to WrestleMania four yeah, if he exactly. wants. To. <laughs> but the point is, he should at least yeah have let it. Just give them back because the pop would have been worth that. Yeah, if it had just like. If he could have just sold that a little bit more, just, then just for a little bit, st- like literally, even hold, hold hold his chest, chest point six of a second, yeah, point six of a second. But it's still really, still a very. Afterwards, as Hogan is celebrating, Gorilla says this: "This will go down as one of the greatest title defenses in history." No, it won't, because he, he lost the belt. He didn't defend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we uh, finish this, uh, we'll go on to the finances. So I said it was eighteen thousand and something, seventeen and a half thousand paid. Any guesses on what the average ticket price was? Uh, $30? $34. Oh, shit. $93. Oh, what? Holy moly. Yes. Which is roughly $182 in today's money. Holy shit. For a live gate of $1.628 million is the live gate. So they obviously banged up that. T- because they knew, because the amount of people that they could Because they knew the they weren't getting 70000 in, yeah. they... Log that price up, yeah. $93.989. Like, that's yeah. fucking serious. The boy rate, as you mentioned at the start yeah. of the episode, 767000 The highest boy rate in wrestling history up to that point. Wow. Over 100000 more than last year's WrestleMania and almost twice as much as WrestleMania 3. Best, worst, and oh, overall thoughts. I have my best. Does anyone want to? I'll go first, even. Yeah, I'll go, go first. Go first. Go first. So, best, the main event. Yeah. There was good matches on the card elsewhere. Um, I really enjoyed the Intercontinental title match. Probably second most. But the main event, for the fact that there was the year build, for the fact that I'm a fucking unabashed Randy Savage mark, and just the fact that it was just, you know, fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? They It was actually a good match. It was a really good match. Like you said, the best WrestleMania main event so far, the best Hogan match so far, it was excellent. And I really enjoyed watching it. Like I'd, I'd watch it again right now if I if I needed to. But really, really enjoyed it. I'd recommend people watching it. Like a lot of times, I wouldn't really recommend a lot of matches. You know, like a yeah. lot of like you know Hogan matches especially. Yeah. But 
this was really good. He put in an effort, and besides that fucking early kick out, I think Hogan actually put the effort in this match, yeah. and it, it delivered. Worst match. There's a lot of fucking <laughs> shit on this card. Yeah, it's hard to. I'm gonna go for Andre versus Jake because that was the least entertaining thing in the world. I can at least find, like I said earlier, that the the thing does this match entertain you should be the should be the, the qualifier, the yeah. qualifier, and you know. Dino Bravo versus Ronnie Garvin. I liked Ronnie Garvin's chops and I liked his splash. Mm. And personally, I enjoyed hating on Dino Bravo as well. Yeah. <laughs> I even like, yeah, I'm actually entertained yeah. by how shit Dino Bravo is. It's yeah, a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Bad News Brown versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan was absolute fucking garbage. But the Ghetto Blaster, even if he missed it, is a nice thing. Andre versus Jake was... There was zero good about it. It was overbooked. Yeah. Because, and But even then, they it, the overbooking didn't even protect... How shit Andre is, and I mean that's that's a physical ailment. That's not just me saying he yeah. shit. It's like he can't actually help yeah, that, yeah. which doesn't make the match any less shit. And I'm not no, I'm not having a soft heart here. I'm just saying that match is shit, and you should avoid it at all costs. As a show, I think just watch the main event. I don't like 14 matches is a lot. Yeah, yeah. the timer on the WWE network is three hours forty. That's fucking bananas. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. It's the main event is enjoyable, and there are other enjoyable matches on it, but they're not worth your while going and fucking you know seeking out yeah it was it was yeah it was okay it wasn't as Wrestlemania as Wrestlemania 4 anyway you know that it was, <laughs> it was better than that because they, they broke it up with tag team matches yeah. etc so overall I'd call it okay card with a great main event okay yeah. I'm going and <laughs> um, I can't remember what show was it the last NWA show we were watched that we just said that it was all plateau no peaks and valleys yeah. this is the exact opposite yeah. there's so many peaks and oh. so many valleys those valleys more, are low valleys there's, quite low yeah. there's, <laughs> there's more valleys than peaks yeah. but at the same time I don't think for me it's not as clear cut just one like good match because there's like I really enjoyed Warrior Rick Rude I really yeah. enjoyed the Brain Busters I actually really enjoyed the Rockers Twin Towers much more than I thought oh, sorry, of sorry sorry yeah, of course you're doing the bushwhackers. I was thinking the bushwhackers. <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> yeah. My brain went there first. Yeah. 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 What? Mr. Perfect and the Blue Blazer. Yeah. Like, there's five to six matches that are quite enjoyable, and then the rest is all absolute shite. There's no yeah. match where it's just like, oh, that's grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be more difficult to pick the worst match. I'm having that. I have my best match. I'm. I have. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, the worst match I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. You going worst match first? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with Bad News Brown and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's completely acceptable. Mostly just because I had to look at Hacksaw Jim Duggan's snot covered face, um, and there was nothing in it, no redeeming qualities whatsoever for me personally. Yeah. What you were saying about Andre and Jake, at least I can like have a bit of nostalgia because Jake was my favorite wrestler as a kid, and like I can oh, cool. see him yeah, and stuff, but. With Bad News Brown and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, it's just an abomination. Yeah. And it's a fucking... But oh, no, it is. Uh, it's, it's not even... Really there's not even a winner, like... It's awful. Yeah, that makes it... That's yeah, bad. There's well, no need for it to be on the card. There's no backstory. There's nothing in the match that's good. Um, For best match, I'm kind of torn, but I am going to go with the main event as right. well. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Warrior and Rick Rude. Just... No, so did I. That was it, what I was saying. Second characters yeah, yeah. and everything but there's just there's a few little botches and i don't think the work is actually as good as in the main event but i no. just enjoy the characters a lot oh yeah it's, it's a, but it's as a an actual match yeah, yeah. savage and hogan 
yeah. really put on a show and as I said it is the best Wrestlemania main event up till this point and that's what you want from a main event something leaves you on a high and leaves yeah. the fans okay. going home yeah, happy yeah. so yeah did the job cool overall the card like I don't know I had a r- bit of a strange experience watching this show like it was <laughs> I completely agree with everything you guys are saying it was yeah. full of peaks and valleys like there were some shit matches and there were some deadly matches but I was, I don't know, I was kind of, I bought into it. No, I, I was going to say that. As I, I remember I, I was messing you saying, I've got this real strange thing. Yeah. Was that, it was, a lot of it was fucking shit, but really easy to watch. Like literally, I watched it for about two and a half hours straight. Yeah. And now I, like, and I usually like with these big shows, I'd break it up into maybe yeah, like, like over an hour or two, yeah, you know. Was, but I yeah, literally, yeah. I sat down and I watched it for about two and a half hours straight. And I didn't, I, it wasn't until the Bad News Bro match and I, I, I turned it off. <laughs> that killed and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Actually, no, I tell a lie. It was the um, Jake Roberts and Andre the Giant match. I was, I was like, one, okay, yeah, yeah, time to pack it in now. But did that one like make Tim White want to commit suicide? That's what you need to ask yourself. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Overall, I think the card was mediocre, yeah. but very enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I, just as a kind of like, like I said to you guys at the start of the show with the um, the kind of the different segments, like the Mister Fuji's five oh, K yeah, stuff, I and I really that. liked the the Piper's Pit segment as well. I know it went on a bit it went too on long, a bit long yeah. but I like the stuff he did with, with with Brother Love was, was like I thought it was yeah, gas. Uh, you brother know, Love's, Brother Love's impression yeah. was very good. Oh, it was brilliant! And even the story, I know, like I know, I wanted him to fucking knock Morton Downey Jr. out, but even the back and forth slagging each other's ma's and girlfriends, yeah, and I was yeah, like. Yeah. I like I enjoyed all that stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, worst match of the night, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, Andrea Giant and Jake the Snake's Robert, yeah, Jake the Snake Robert, because like I just fucking, I literally, I, 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 I got about maybe a quarter of the way through it, and I turned it off, yeah. and I started it again when I when I picked it back up, and I was like, okay, I should have just fucking kept going because like this is bollocks. We actually stopped midway in the match because it was yeah. so shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I powered through and then I stopped after for a while. I, I, I couldn't even do it. Like you, you know, playing footsie with me, Jeremy. Oh yeah. shit! Oh, do you want to join in? Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Match of the night. I'm gonna divulge or diverge a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Blue Blazer and uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect. I was enthralled by that match. I literally just like I I moved closer to the screen. I uh, leaned forward yeah. and I was like, Fuck. the only reason I wouldn't have given it that is. Just not due to the time, time constraint uh, uh, yeah I know of course and of course the, the main event was like I was blown away by yeah, the main yeah. event I was glued to that as well but you know just in the interest of kind of mixing it up a little yeah, bit and awesome kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no that that that'd be my uh, my verdict cool so Wrestlemania 5 was fine fine yeah, Wrestlemania say, fine I'd say 6 out of 10 i give 6 and a half yeah 6 and a half out of 10 so an average 6 stars though 6 stars you have to come up at some stage. The, the internet would be a buzz, would it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, God. next year the boy got a money, lads. <laughs> they gave that six out ten. <laughs> six out. Fuck off. Anyway, next up is WCW Wrestle War '89, which features a Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair rematch for the World Heavyweight Title. I'm already wanking about oh. it. <laughs> that will be very good. But until then. Adios, August. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my name is Graham, and I'll see you later. I'm uh, Dermot Slongafall. Dave, goodbye. <laughs> That's very machine like. Yes. Uh, toodaloo, beep, beep. and God bless. See you later, lads. Bye. Uh-
From Montreal to Memphis Parlez-vous français Tell all the girls that the, the Rouge is on their way Don't call us pretty boys We're not a muscle head We hate that long head look We, we like, like the preppy look you said We're all American boys American. All American boys We're all American boys All American boys We don't like heavy metal We don't like rock and roll All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. We love the USA. We're all American boys. All American boys. We're all American boys. All American boys.